Okay. <laughs> what? I wouldn't say I'm in a particularly good mood. I'm just I had a kind of a crappy ride home, so I'm trying to get myself into a Woo! Let's go! Party! Enjoy the soulful stylings of your two idiots, Ed and Sean. You know these guys. Them's geeksters. Mom. And welcome to episode 468 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hey, Ed, what's shaking? What's happening? How's it going? What's going on? How's it hanging? <laughs> Drooping and to the left. Oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, it's uh, it's been a good week. Uh, I think uh, I like to think it is. Um, saw a couple of movies. I bought a few movies, and uh, so business as usual. Business is usual. <laughs> All right. I can't think of anything else that was too exciting. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm going to start with the movie reviews. I guess I uh, I saw R.I.P.D. Two that dropped this week on Netflix. I and did too, and it's available on Blu-ray and DVD if you're interested. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay, so yeah, what I did, did you, you, you mentioned it, and I was like, well, you know what? It's, it's dropping on Netflix. I feel like we don't go to the movies together much anymore, so I figured like, if there's something I know you're going to be streaming to watch, I would like to watch it too, so that way we have something to talk about. Like, okay. you know, um, I fell asleep about 45 minutes left in the movie. It was also very late at night. I thought I could handle an hour and 45 minutes. You know, maybe two hours, but then I realized I couldn't. So I woke up and I'm like, oh, I'll finish it tomorrow. And I woke up the next day and I was like, I don't think I want to go back and finish it. I didn't really particularly like it. I thought it was like, yeah, it's a thing. It's a, it's a sequel to a movie. It's a sequel that no one wanted to a movie that no one saw. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it's like, oh, well, what do we got? We got this property. But we didn't really make any money. I don't care. Make a sequel. Sequelize it. In fact, make it a prequel. Right. <laughs> and don't get Jeff Bridges. Get the guy from Burn Notice. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Like, like I, I, I think we, you know, we talked to Smith. If you haven't listened to your past shows, I was on a binge with um, Terry Gilliam films. Uh huh. And. Sipon was like trying to find other movies to watch, like cause he right. was, you know, because I don't not that he enjoy it because some of them right. Really it's like hey, we're gonna watch the entire library of Terry Gilliam, and you're like, I don't know if I even like three of his movies. <laughs> I don't care. We're watching them all. <sighs> it's like it's like, do you yeah. have anything better? And she, he's like, no. So it's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna watch these films. So he mentioned R.I.P.D. Never saw it. Right, right, you know, right. Type of thing, and because of the show, I would have no idea the sequel. It would have came and went <laughs> right. in my life, and I, I would have. I would have saw it as a 
uh, on Netflix, I'm like, oh, they made a sequel to that movie? Why? And then it just kept, and then when it made me go, like, well, I kind of enjoyed the first one. I didn't hate it, but I didn't think it was, like, the greatest movie ever. I liked the concept. I thought it was, you're wasting two talents by hiding them behind, like, other people. But I'm like, whatever, it's enjoyable to a point where I'm glad I didn't pay to see it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I bought it, but <laughs> as I just say, I did pay to see it. <laughs> I have to say that, like, it, it made me laugh the most is because the, the the movies that Sipon really wants to see, he falls asleep on. Again, <laughs> did it again. Like, like we're, we're but what's made it worse was we're having we're, we're having conversations, we're talking, we talk about the week and the, right, you know, right. like things, different things that he does and what's going on in his sure. life and stuff, and. I'm talking, and I, I know my some of my stories are not that very interesting. So I'm going on about this. Did he fall asleep on you? He fell asleep <laughs> on me, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like watching his eyes close, and I'm like, dude, are you falling asleep on me right in the middle of my conversation? And he goes, Oh, I'm very sorry. The thing that gets me though is the guy doesn't have a job; he's retired. <laughs> he could sleep all day for all you know, right? Right. And he comes over to here like, well, Ed, it's better to fall asleep on you than fall asleep in you. To <laughs> 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 take that one to heart. <laughs> so, so again, we we watched R.I.P.D. to R.I.P.D. last week on first one, right? And he seemed to enjoy it somewhat. You know, right. like I said I don't think it was a bad film. I just don't think it was a great film. Right? It's a good popcorn film. If it had right. better effects, maybe it would have been. And a the better long film. list of Ryan Reynolds films, it's kind of like subpar. Right? It's, you know, it's average. It's got some good one-liners, and but you don't really see him much because he's kind of hidden behind the body of another person because of the. Way the show, the movie structured, way the comic book is structured, because I believe it's based on a comic series. Yes, it is. So it's like, all right, you, it works in comics, but maybe it doesn't work as well when you're like you, you pay to see Ryan Reynolds. You don't want to see him be some old Asian dude, you know? When he's, no, I think that was funny. Like I said, like, I, <laughs> there was there were certain elements of that movie that made it enjoyable. I mean, like that, the fact that you know, and and uh, what do you call it was he. Um, uh, a, a hot blonde, right? Uh, 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 Jeff Bridges' character, Roy Fisifus. He was, you know, it was it was funny that way to me. And then, of course, at the end, he switched his ID, uh, Ryan Reynolds' ID. Now he's a, like a little Girl Scout, right? With, with right, with right. Braces, you know, kind right. of thing. Uh, I thought that was funny, you know, like, like right. the stuff he did. Yeah, his moments. Yeah, and and, and and then having Kevin Bacon as the villain in that movie right. made it more enjoyable, right? You know, because it's like everything's better with Bacon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's better with bacon. Can't wait to see the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great because bacon's in it. Honk, honk. So, so, you know, you, you get that. And like I said, it was a mediocre fill at best. That's what the thing it said is, is about that. All of, everything that was in it, you're going, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And then you're going, eh, it's kind of a letdown. Right. Because you know? it just didn't, it, like, misfired somewhere. So then they're going, too, many, too, much, too much good things. Made you go. I don't. I don't. I, I, don't, know, right. I don't know how to miss. I, right. I don't get it. <laughs> where where to go wrong? And then, but then you go. They're going to sequelize it, and they're going. Then you're not bringing back any of the original cast. No, at all. No, nobody's from the first movie. In fact, like I said, it's it's a prequel. I had to look it up because I knew that Jeff Bridges' character was named Roy. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was like a like a prequel until I had the Roy Cephas said. I'm like. Is he supposed to be the same person? Because, you know, Jeff Bridges was an old Wild West sheriff. And yeah. you're like, all right, so maybe it's the same person. And technically it, it is. 
the same character. And but I'm like, well, you. I'm, you should you should at least put him in the co- like the same makeup. Right, right. Like, right. If you're not going to get Jeff Jeff Bridges. At least put him in that gray beard with the gray stash and the right. the hair. But, and all. Like if a man, I guess the way I put it is, if you he's dead. Yeah. How did he age to look like Jeff Bridges? Right. Because he shouldn't age at all. Like I said, like within the first, I want to say the first five minutes, ten minutes in the movie. Sipon goes, pause for a second. She, he goes, there's a lot of continuity errors to this from the first one. <laughs> you <month."> think? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. Like, like even I'm struggling to find right, right, you're something going, good at this. Eh, all right, let's go. <laughs> but the highlight for me wasn't the movie. It was the fact that all of a sudden, like, he goes quiet. You were uh-huh. watching the film. And all you hear is... <sighs> <laughs> and the thing is, his head goes back. Uh-huh. And it sounds like he's going to, like... Pop up a loogie out of his mouth. Like a it goes like, <laughs> it's like, oh. Now I'm laughing because the first time he scared the crap out of me because I'm focused on the movie. Right. Because I'm trying to like get every detail. Right. You're trying to like, I got this for the show. I need, I need something I'm for this. To, like, I'm grasping here. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the gold next to me going, <laughs> I got to... And then he wakes up and he starts laughing because he realized... <laughs> right, he realized he fell asleep. <laughs> right. He sees his snore and woke himself up. So, so that's why he's laughing. He's like, so at the end of the night... <laughs> so at the end of the night, I'm like, yeah, that was a terrible movie. He goes, glad you told me that. I won't watch it again. <laughs> I, I got to the part where um, they... I'm going to spoil uh, small spoilers so I can tell Ed where I fell asleep. It's coming close to the end... The, our heroes get to the town, and the town is sick because it's close to the mine. And they're getting ready to go up to the mine. They just, in fact, our heroes just got jumped, beat the shit out of, and they're captured. Yeah, I fell asleep. That's when I fell asleep. Okay, okay, you may have missed a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I had like forty-five minutes. Like I, I watched, and I, I, when I woke up, I was like, "Oh, the movie's almost over." Like I don't think I don't really sleep for a long time. It wasn't like, "Oh, I fell asleep in my chair," and next you know, three hours go by. It was more like. Forty minutes, maybe. Yeah. Like it was. I felt like it was almost done. So I was like, "Well, let me just rhyme back." Oh, oh, I missed. I missed like almost like half of the movie, or like two thirds of the movie. I'm like, I, I don't want to watch the rest. I just don't want. I don't want to watch the rest. And then, like, and I'm like, I'll watch it tomorrow. And this was Thursday, I think I watched it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm going back. I'm good. Yeah. I don't think I need I'm to. I'm happy with it. I'm like, I don't, I, I can say and go, yeah, like I watched most of it and I'm sure the heroes win the day, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, well, the there's other... a sequel. A pre- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the thing that got me was the fact is his partner, who his partner was for this movie, it was Joan of Arc. Okay. And Sipon, who is probably the worst Catholic on the planet. Right. He goes, wouldn't she be a saint? Wouldn't, wouldn't they just cut her right up to, if she's talking to God, wouldn't they just put her right up to heaven instead of... I mean, it, 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 it begs a different going, like, well, if you were, like, you know, God's right-hand lady who heard and sp- spoke to you, maybe it was all a lie. Yeah. Maybe no one ever did. <laughs> well, that's, that's the same. When we, it's when we were growing up to right. believe, you know, that's what it's like. Right. And you're going... Yeah, I guess I guess not. Like, I, I guess maybe she was, you know, well, she was a warrior, so maybe she just thought like, maybe, maybe it's one of those things that okay, like, in defending your life, you have to defend your life to see whether or not you can, can move on to the next life or the next 
plane of existence. Mm. Maybe here it's like you could be this great warrior and great fighter, and well, we have a job for you. If you're interested, like you, maybe you can go on. Like you don't know what her conversation was. Yeah. Like maybe, like, hey, look, <clears throat> you can go up to you know the next level and just chill and relax, you know, and do something. But we got something you might be interested in. Hear me out. Like you still get to kill people, kinda. Like, <laughs> and you're still working for God. The thing is, it's 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 one of those think of things where it's like that 1440 Studios, the one that did the monsters. A few weeks back, right? That that uh, made the monster okay. movie. It's the same production company that made this movie. Okay, so you're going there's there's where the problem is. I, I think I think they didn't give them enough money. Right, they're like this. a low budget independent right. type film. So they did their best with what they got. So I'm like, you know what? Well, I watch it again. Probably not. Right. You know, unless unless I'm going to torture somebody. I'm like, R.I.P. D. Two. You haven't seen it. You haven't <laughs> seen it. We'll sit down. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> so I'll quickly now before I go to my second review of a movie, I'm going to go for a few movies that I bought. So that oh. way, you know, because I'll explain why. why why the second movie was reviewed. So okay, obviously I picked up R.I.P. D. You're <laughs> kidding. Two. I bought it before I saw it. So oh, <laughs> uh, and it's the funny thing is. It's just Blu-ray. It doesn't even come with a digital, digital copy. copy. It's just Blu-ray. Yes. So. All right. So then, so then, this of course, this past weekend, Walmart and Tar, uh, Walmart and Best Buy. Sorry. Oh, well, hold on. I, I, I got. I need you to spoil something. So the bad guys got basically the hero's gun, like a hero's gun. So yeah. that's why he can kill the the deadites or deados. Yeah. Did, did it ever explain how he got yes. that guy? How do you get it? The second in command, the girl in the, uh, in the movie, not her. Oh, the the, the, the uh, one they talked to when they when they landed. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. She gave it to him. She 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 was bad guy. She was an RIPD and she turned. Oh, yeah, it makes no sense. Whatever. Oh yeah, it was it was terrible. I was real fucking thin. We needed to be like, hey, how are we gonna get him to be? Well, he's got one of the good guys' gun. How do you get it? Um, we're gonna give the girl that we, that they you meet in the very beginning who recruits Burn Notice. We're gonna make her the bad guy. Yeah. Well, how, then why would she recruit Burn Notice? Because she thinks he's no, an no, idiot no, or something. No, no, not that girl. Oh. The girl that was in the town. She was. Uh, she was part of the gang. Oh, she, oh yeah. okay. The girl who was quite not questioning, but she was. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. she was a good guy. Yeah. And she gave him her gun. Yeah. Gay got the weapons gotcha, from there. Gotcha. Rated gotcha. 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 I she left. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And all then right. she turned. Yeah, no, okay. Whatever. And of course, did she turn back to being a good guy at the end? No. Okay, so she stayed a bad guy. Well, that's good. There is no redemption arc for her. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. That's yeah. all right. Whatever. What so the Walmart. No, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. Yeah. Well, sorry. Walmart and Best Buy were having their Black Friday deal deals early this weekend. Oh, so I picked up a couple movies from there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the new Scream movie. I just picked up both DVDs. Oh, okay. It was like five bucks or oh, something like that. So like, oh, ah, promo. Call. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, if you see the promo sticker on there, you know wow. it's, it's cheaper. Wow. Ed. Okay. So that was from Walmart. So Those special features? Yeah. Whew. All right. So last night, uh, I was watch- I watched these collectors talk about movies and different uh-huh. things and all. And they were talking about what was what was at Best Buy because I am I don't go to a Best Buy right uh, yeah I I rarely rarely thing I gotta walk in to get depressed so like oh look they were like having racks. four four Ks for like seven ten bucks right and up or seven bucks eight bucks and up uh-huh. and all that guy thing sure and some of them were Blu-rays and all so one I saw for eight bucks and I'm like for eight bucks I'm gonna buy this movie and watch it 
Okay. So eight dollars. Right? All right. Uh-huh. This? Uh-huh. this is the one you got me a few weeks ago that I said no, I'm not picking this one up. And you're going, you bought all those other movie, other animated movies, and you did a thing. So I bought. <laughs> oh, the Batman, Batman, and Superman, <laughs> Battle of the Super Sons. This was eight bucks. All right. Eight dollars right. for Please eight dollars. Digital copy for eight dollars. For eight dollars, I will buy this and review this movie. <laughs> for cheaper, I would definitely have bought it. But the, I was on the fence for eight bucks, but I'm thinking I think that's the cheapest I'm going to see. Eight dollars, I think it's good. Good, goodbye, goodbye. You have to let me know how it is. So I'm pleasantly. I say I watched oh, it. Right, oh, yeah. I watched it. So I'm going to give it right now. I was surpre- presently surprised at how terrible it was. Oh, terrible! Ah, oh, that's there was there was things there was elements in this movie oh. that make it so worthwhile to watch because it's the animation's beautiful in this. Right, I saw the trailer. I'm like, wow, it looks pretty. I mean, the, the, Starro's the bad guy. Starro's right. the bad guy. You, you, there, there was a slew of things. There is a Batman joke, Batman Penguin fight that happens. Yeah, that looks so awesome. Really, that's like the, the highlight wow. of the film. Like that like, was worth the eight dollars. That was worth the eight bucks, right? And it's only maybe a minute and a half. <laughs> but when you have kids, right? Well, of superheroes. Now, which Robin is it? Is it Damien? Is it Damien? Yes. Okay, so that's good, but it's not. It's not the Damien I like. It's probably like the Damien from the other animated series, like. The the overly not paranoid but the real like doesn't trust anybody where there's always an inevitable moment where he goes what <laughs> yeah, not him not him not he um, this one was more of it was it, there was times in the movie that I'm thinking oh my god this is actually going to be a good movie like I was gonna I was gonna have to eat crow on this podcast to go, <laughs> I have to apologize on how like how I, good it was how right? good it was how much I enjoyed it right because it, it there was there was parts of it just, it just started building on you building on oh, you you're and like was, oh my god, god this is gonna be great I can't wait for its payoff the, payoff payoff no. yeah Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! Because I'm I'm gonna spoil a little bit of this. Right. I'm just gonna. I mean, I don't think you're gonna run out and buy this movie. I, no, I, I'm. It's one of those like, oh, it's five dollars on Voodoo. Maybe I'll buy it. It's on sale. That's when you'll buy it. Right, right. It's just to, to fill fill out the collection. It starts out with because it's it's it flash forwards everything like Superman coming to the planet because it's it's the it's it's. Uh, uh, Jorel and her his wife right, right, right. putting putting Kal El in the rocket and they're going off type right. of thing, and then he lands on Earth and it flash forwards him becoming Superman. You right, know, you like, get a highlight reel of hi- him becoming who he type is type of thing. So you go and all of a sudden like he gets married and like she you know shows Lois was that, that Jonathan? Yes, Jonathan Kent. Okay. Yes. So it becomes what if what if Lois and Superman could have kids? Like that's the idea of this whole okay. premise. Well, I mean, I think that you know. Brody and Stan Lee had that conversation, but all right. Yeah. And Mallrats, it was like, he, come on, space, he's an alien. He'd come so hard, blow the back of her head out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you know how what kind of womb you would have to have to be, have, be so strong? That womb would have to be to carry a Kryptonian baby? He'd punch her out. Like, he'd be like, I'm coming out, boom, boom, breaking her ribs every time. <laughs> like, no, Lois isn't built for that. <laughs> so, so, so it's the idea that like he basically hits right. puberty. Hey, hi, I'm Superboy. Oh, golly gee! So, <laughs> if you change the change, you can rearrange. So he has a baseball game. 
Uh-huh. He strikes out. The, 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 he's a nerd, so they, the, the kids oh, okay. make fun of him. Say right. they, <laughs> Ken, Jonathan Kent, you big nerd. Can't <laughs> hit Kent was the... Can't hit Kent. name is there, I think. Right. Because the, 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 the bully was supposed to be on the team, but he doesn't have good grades, so he's not allowed. So it's right. like, kind of like that. Right, right, right. You know, no good grades, you can't play ball. Sure, that's the way it always used to be. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you... So he strikes out, so... So you have to remember this because at the end it's important. Why, like that the whole thing, right? Okay. So now, like, cause the his son, his father doesn't show up because he's Superman. Well, because he's Superman, he's busy, he's a busy, busy man. man. But Lois is also probably busy because she's a you know a journalist, right? Intrepid so, reporter, right? But the thing is, is that like she he knows where she he she is. He makes up stories like he's gone for weeks on end because he's Superman. He doesn't tell him the truth that he's Superman. So his own so son his, doesn't know. His that own, he's so his own whole son doesn't know, right? So he gets upset. Uh-huh. He tries to, his his father's going to tell him. Finally, tell him he's his thing. It's on his birthday, right? Because you know, when fa- he struck out, it's his birthday. Oh, uh, right, so, right. Because again, I look. I'm a, I'm also an intrepid reporter, and I do these locations. Right? Yeah. Why I'm always away, son. Okay, Dad. Then you find out my birthday. I strike out. I get bullied. I get picked on. And then you now you tell me you're Superman. Go fuck yourself. Well, no. Before you <laughs> tell himself, he's so upset that he never showed up for his baseball game right. that he runs away. Why is he running away? He shoots lasers out of his eyes and destroys a silo. <laughs> so now you're going. Now you're going. Oh, the kids got powers, and now they're talking about. Look, what do we do? So now they go to Batman basically to have him scan to see. Right, because because. Yeah, what are we going to do? I don't know. Let's ask Bruce. Right. He's the smartest person I know. I don't know. How about be honest with him, Kent? <laughs> like, Bruce, Bruce is probably like, why'd you bring him to me? Well, let's like, say, like, I, he, he tells him he's Superman at that point for, for, right, before he does right. it. Right. And so guess that, what? I'm gonna, we were going to take you to meet Batman. Right. Oh, well, shit. He's well, real? Well, say, like, <laughs> he's excited, like, because it's a thing. Right, because like, Batman's probably his ear. He's like, oh, my God, I love Batman, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> like, he, I'm, like, his biggest fan, you know, like, right. that kind of thing. Fucking overgrown Boy Scout, you are dead. Keep you the cool guy. Can I call him Uncle Batman? <laughs> so, so the thing is, is that like they're you know they're they, that's when he meets Damien. Right. The two of them like talk. They have a kind of like a, an argument because he's like, well, right, like right. "We're a loser," you know, kind of right. thing. Because you have to be you got to you have to make them enemies before they become friends because they're supposed to emulate the younger version of dad that their dads. Right. They don't always get along. They don't. They have different viewpoints, but in the end, it's all about justice. Truth, justice, and whatever way. Right. And Batman's willing to punch a few goon, goons while Superman's more like a, no, you should stop. You know? And so that now you got to have that animosity towards each other so that way they can work together and jokes will ensue. Right. Because <laughs> that's the thing. The first thing that they do is because he, he tells them, like, the tests are inconclusive. They, you, you'd have to see if this kid's had what powers he has and stuff. Because right, all maybe, maybe it's triggered by some sort of emotional it's, response. That's exactly. That's exactly. Oh, oh, it's like it's like you I've wrote seen it. that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I've seen Smallville. <laughs> like, like so, he learned how to use his heat vision, or because he thought about Lana. Like, oh, so so. <laughs> So Damien's like, let's test it. He pushes him off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> See now, now at that so moment, she gave, so now I'm like, I'm hooked. Now I'm like, right. now, now I'm like, now I'm getting into this, right? Because he pushes him off the shelf, and he could have just looked at somebody and went, "What?" Right, right. Like, but no, missed it. Golden opportunity. Where you could have just the, the famous Damien. What, like? What are, you, what are you looking at me for? Like what? So Superman's gonna fly down. He, he you know grabs his kid. Grabs, grabs his kid <laughs> what the fuck you doing? Batman's like, dude, what are you doing? I was, I was testing. <laughs> right. I was to find out. 
<laughs> so now, so now they get basically back back to their lives. Of course, he knows he's Superman. So as, as he goes to school, he finds out he's more abilities. He's he's now got super strength because right. the bully comes up to right. him. He oh. pushes him away and throws him basically. Oh right! He's like, oh my goodness! And the whole class, oh all the all the people, <gasps> right? He, he's like, I just tripped, you know, like that. Right. Like, oh. Yeah, I've seen you do. I've seen Flash Thompson do that with Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, so you know, of course, he gets into a fight with him, and he gets hit in the face. So he's, you know, and he destroys him, punches him right through fist, right through his no, face. Yeah, the bully punches. Oh, uh, and breaks Ken, his hand. Breaks his. Gives him black eye. Uh, he gives Ken a black eye. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's not like. So he's not super impervious. No, not yet, anyway. Not yet. Right. So now, at this point, that's when Starro comes into play because uh, it knocks Watchtower out of the sky. Superman uh, brings it back, seals up the hall, right. and tells. Uh, Green Arrow, who was in charge of uh-huh. of Watchtower, to let uh-huh. Batman know, you know, because it's like he's, hey, hey, he's, hey, he's got to flip the bell. <laughs> yeah. Do me a favor, tell tell Wayne we got a hole and we need it patched up. Don't you have his fucking phone number? You just visited Wait, him. He's, he's he got to go to Tokyo to stop a tsunami. Oh, of so, course. Like you're the man. Like you can't be in two places. One fucking unbelievable. You could page him. <laughs> <laughs> you can text him while you're flying to Tokyo. Hey, Bruce, hole in Watchtower, please seal. Kent, XO. XO. <laughs> <laughs> Super me. <laughs> so now that so now that the, the aliens start taking over right. and all of South America, now there's no crime. That's what the, the first hint uh, was. Not even a, a, a purse snatching type of thing. Like, uh, that's not well, yeah, because they're a high buy. Sure, why right. not? Sorry, Ed. <laughs> so now that Batman and Superman realize that there's a problem with Watchtower because now Superman comes, visits, and, go, and goes to Batman and goes, what, didn't Green Arrow tell you there was a problem? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no. So now they go up to Watchtower. Right, so right. does Teen Titans. Oh, by the way, Teen Titans are in this. Right, of course. Of course and of, of course, course, Damien wants to join Teen Titans. Of course. But he they don't allow him right, to. Because because, Damien, right, because yeah, right. he's Damien. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah. Right. But so... So that's the that's the kind of right. thing. So the two of them, but I'm not going to get into too much detail. Right. I'm just going to get to the end right now. Right. right? So now they're fighting Starro. They're on right. Earth, right? I like the Suicide Squad fighting Starro more, but all right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> Superman or Batman and Damien do the like they they ready and they throw the they throw their batarangs at the right, same right, time like the, the father son moment right, type right. of thing, and they both play like, knock Starro. Oh, you just you just turned your mic off. No, I did. You knocked your something out because you're. I can't hear you. Uh, there, there you go. There you're back. You're right, back. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, you just sim soft. That's all. <laughs> all right. I think it's the the headphones. Okay. Anyway, um, so so at the end, right? So they blind him. Superman picks him up, starts swinging him. Goes get Freddy, son. The son uses his heat vision to cut a tree. To hold it as a baseball oh, bat, boy. so he can not right. So now instead of becoming no hit Ken, he becomes one hit Ken. Right? Look, I'm a super, so, I'm a super hitter. <laughs> so, so he knocks Starro out to the planet. Which if I, if I was Green Lantern, going thanks, fuckhead. That, now I got to go to that planet that you knocked Starro right. to because now he's going to take over that planet. Right? Jeez, thanks for the fucking cleanup, right. douchebag. Why well, could? <laughs> Would have been smarter to just have Green, Green Arrow, Green Arrow, Green Lantern waiting there with a catcher's mitt yeah. to catch Starro and then encase him up there. It was a better ending. 
So it's but the thing is, it's like through through the through the thing, they're both getting parroting invites to each other, Batman and Superman, and it was just terrible. Like it was just like I'm like that is the most like <laughs> un so, unpractical <laughs> un DC thing I've ever seen in my life was the fact is is that Kent goes to. Because he says about Damien and he goes, well, kids are kids and blah, 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 whatever. And he goes, thanks, Clark. Like, let's like, it's like, thanks, fellow dad. Like, right. You, know, you oh, understand yeah. my, my right. problem. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, you lost me. Like, you were so close. Like, uh, like everything. Because the kids were going to sacrifice themselves at one point. Right, you're going, of course. You're going, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Right. Like, you're, you're like, this is. This we is, get a one-shot Damien. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a, the, like, best DC one they were going right. to play out. And I'm like. Nope. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Oh, no hit, no hit Super Sons. <laughs> All right, so does it have any extra, like, oh, special features? Rival Sons, Jonathan and Damien, plus from the DC Vault, two bonus cartoons. Where were they? Uh, I didn't <clears throat> I didn't see them. They weren't on either uh, Hulu or, uh, not Hulu, uh, Voodoo or um, um, oh. Movies Anywhere. Oh. So I have to, you have to hard disk it. Yeah, actually, I've got to put it. And in. then there's a documentary. I watched the first few minutes. Oh. They actually talked about. It. Apparently, in the 70s, they they came up with this concept. So this is not something new. It was in the comics. It just wasn't as this. It was a, sl- like oh, a well, slightly like a Dam- variation. A Damien in in the 70s. Well, well, the Super Sons basically. Gotcha. They were trying to. Right. You know, I think it was more of the. The you know Burt Ward uh, not uh, Burt Ward uh, Dick Grayson Dick Grayson and and uh, Superman having a son right and Connor I think so I think right because Connor Kent's been most he's been no he's been more in the comic books as because he winds up being the leader of the Teen Titans mm. now they've changed the reality a little bit and made him uh, made it uh, Jonathan Kent and in the comic books they made Jonathan Kent um, by bisexual I think um, he also came out in the show too. Uh, yeah, all right, well, sorry, Ed, that's a miss for you. What else do you, oh, Ed, also, I, he just, Ed went shopping, folks. I see a list of, a box of, of, see, well, Ed, I'm a little bit more snottier than Ed, I can tell you, I'm a little, I'm, a little, I'm well, snobbier, because I'm looking, I'm going, DVD, DVD, pfft. But it's a buck and a quarter. I, it's a Dollar General. For a buck and a quarter, I'll do this. Because I can give these out. Like, I don't really, right, know, I really right. don't, you know, make, <clears throat> all I'm doing is just scanning the back anyway and putting them in digital, right? <laughs> So, War Dogs. I, I, I had that movie on Blu-ray. It's really good. It's a good movie. Uh-huh. Uh, this one I've seen a million times, and I figured I'll pick it up finally just to get it out of my system. It's called Panic. It's actually Satanic Panic, but they call it Panic. Okay. So Haley Griffin, Ruby uh, Modine, oh, pro- okay, Jerry O'Connell, and Rebecca Romain, because you know, they're married. Yeah. All right. Uh, then I picked up uh, Arizona. That's with uh, uh, Nicholas Cage. Oh, uh, Arizona. I'm thinking raising Arizona. <laughs> Move to Babylonia, King Tut. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. I got it. Arizona. It's Danny McBride, Rosemary DeWitt, and Luke Wilson. The heat is on, but it's a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the producers of Eastbound and Down and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. <clears throat> Cassie from uh, Rosemary Dewitt from La La Land is a real agent, real estate agent, and single mom struggling to keep it all together during the housing crisis of two thousand and nine. Her problems go from bad to worse when disgruntled client Sonny, played by Danny McBride, Primal Express, confronts Cassie's boss and then kidnaps Cassie, making one outrageously something bloody decision after one outrageously bad bloody decision after another. 
things completely spiral of control in this uh, something comedy because there's a little sticker over there over on top of it uh, starring Luke Wilson, Caitlin Olsen, uh, David Allen Greer, and Elizabeth Giles. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Mm. All right, what else to get? I got blinded by the light. This is that, that Indian movie that was... Uh, uh, <laughs> that Indian movie. Uh, it's, it's it's basically, it's Javed, a British-Pakistani teen. <laughs> so it's not... He's not Indian. He's, he's not from Indian. He's Pakistani. And he lives in uh, London, England in 18, 1987. Writes poetry, poetry to escape pressure from his father. Uh, home from at home, uh, his father at home, and racial intolerance at school. But he finds inspiration and hope from the unexpected source, Bruce Springsteen, whose music empowers Javed to find his own unique voice. Born in the British Isles, I was <laughs> all right. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, uh, uh, then this one was. Uh, I kind of wanted oh to see this. <laughs> it's Amy Fuller and Will, uh, Will, Will Farrell, Farrell called the house. The house. If you can't beat the house, be the house. That's right. They start a. a, a what they do you were call trying. It? To, they're trying to get. I think a college fund for their kid, and they can't afford it. So they figured. Yeah, they. It's all over in the Vegas style casino in their friend Frank's house. Uh, it accidentally becomes dangerous suburban crime lords in the process. With an ensemble cast loaded with comedic talent, no one beats the house. It was so comedic talent. Why didn't we hear more about it? Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. What else to get, Ed? I got a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. It has Ben Affleck in it. James Garnafini. It's uh, Surviving Christmas. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, one of the worst movies ever. Okay. It's got Christine Applegate, which is the reason why I watched it. <laughs> you know, but then Ben Affleck and James Garnafini, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not a good movie. <laughs> Oh, and then I got a, a Ricky Gervais movie. It's uh, Ghost Town. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. That yeah, and yeah. and if you ever get a chance, The Invention of Lying. That is another great movie where he 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 becomes the only person in the planet who. Uh oh, oh, sorry. Oh, it's got to take a phone call. No, I don't. Oh, okay. It's a text. Um, recall in 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 The Invention of Lying, he plays the only person. The whole world tells the truth. They're all honest with each other, but he somehow starts to lie and it's great great movie mm-hmm. and of course anything Ricky Gervais is in is pretty funny because uh, you know he's a talented guy he's a talented he's a talented person yeah. what else you get I got the new Shaft movie shut your mouth <laughs> the <laughs> new Shaft, Shaft yes. I keep thinking I keep looking at it and I'm going <sighs> maybe this, this is the one movie that I, I was kind of curious to see because I, I've, I've seen most of the Shaft movies Right, and it, like this is the one the pandemic killed, I think, because this is right around like like this was coming out, and the pandemic pretty much killed the movie industry. I don't, it's, I, don't I don't know, I don't. I, I think this movie killed itself. Well, I'm I'm sure it really wasn't that good, especially when you have another person as a Shaft son or something. Well, well, okay, now let's let's go back a little bit because yeah. he did a movie called Shaft, yeah, where he was the lead, right? And yeah. and what do you call it? Um, what's his face? Batman. Um. What's his name? Uh, Pat, uh, what do you call it? Shit. Why can't I think of his name? <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale plays the bad guy. Like the white, you know, the white supremacist kind of, white racist kind of dude. Right? <laughs> so. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Swimmy. So, so, and you're like, okay, whatever. So then when you see this movie, you're like, oh my God. First of all. That movie was also called Shaft. Yeah. So when you see this one, you automatically go, well, I'm confused. Right. You watch the trailer, and it's not even about him. It's not even about... It's his son. uh, It's his son, who's also named 
Shaft. Shaft. I mean, well, it's it's um, we call it it's John Shaft the third or the fourth, I think, right? right. And so That's the third, I think, because right, right, because because, because, because he needs Samuel L. Jackson is the, the son second. of the original uh, Shaft, right, right, who also is in the movie because there he is right there, yeah, but. That's that's A Train from the Boys, by the way. Uh-huh. You know, um, but it's like it's his movie. Apparently, he goes and gets his dad's help on something, uh-huh. and then they both need to get Grandpa's help on, on the thing. And I'm like, that's just too many shafts. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> that sounded terrible. There's too many shafts. Too many shafts. I got the too many too many shafts. Um, but every once in a while, it's on my list to buy. Like I'm like. Well, I liked the other Shaft, yeah. you know, the one with him and Christian Bale. And I thought that was really good. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to watch this one, but I, I don't know. For a dollar and a quarter. I'm I mean, a dollar and a quarter. It's on Blu-ray. Right, it's on Blu-ray. Scan that barcode. See if you can get it in there. All right. All right. What else you get? Uh, and then there's actually two more. Oh, two more. Because one, oh. one I'm hiding is a, a special Oh, it's <laughs> a joke. A surprise. Surprise. Uh, Kelly, this is a movie that... Years ago, when we were seeing movies, I wanted to see, uh-huh. and you're like, "Nah, that looks terrible." <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, for a buck and a quarter, I'll do it." It's called Killer Elite with uh, Jason Statham, Jason Clive Owens, and Robert De Niro. Right. Killer Elite, based on a true story. That true story is uh, go up against the cunning leader of a secret military society, Owen. Oh, okay. The hunt takes him around the globe to Australia, to Paris, London. Do you need to say Paris, London? Can't you just say Paris? Everyone knows. I mean, it's not Paris, Texas. <laughs> you know, everyone. You think Paris? You think London? You know, there's no need to go. Where are you going? Paris, London. Just, just say Paris. You didn't say like you know. You, well, you, it's Paris, common London, because there's two different cities. Paris is in France. Well, you're right. And is in <laughs> they're right next to each other. <laughs> I'm being stupid. <laughs> it's not Paris, Texas. <laughs> it's not Paris, Texas. It's Paris, London. <laughs> <laughs> I need to correct you. I'm sorry. Of course, it. also, they have to go to the Middle East. You just have to, you right? Have to, yeah. All right, well, okay, good for you, Ed. Well, okay, now, I guess this is the one Ed's holding holding this one. This is like, he's like, this is the one, this is the one that's going to get him. This is a running gag that we've been doing on this show for... Years, years. Okay, and I feel that one of us should own this movie at this okay. point in our lives. <laughs> Break into electric boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> for a bucket of quarries. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're gonna call shooters so we can watch this. <laughs> the streets is here to stay, Ed. All right, for those people who don't know. Get ready for an exuberant soul train ride that bounces to topsy-turvy beat of the street. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo captures the fun and flair of the 80s underground breakdance phenomenon with electric moves, rapid-fire raps, and non-stop music. Returning from the first film, Breaking, Ludacris Dickey, Alfonso Shabadoo Quinos, and Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers Combine town and tenacity to save a community center from a greedy developer bent on building a shopping center in its place. <laughs> the developer has City Hall's approval, but the kids have the heart and soul, and they raise the money to keep the center alive. The crew pulls out all the stops, locks, and pops as a dance show that will make or break their cause. What could you do, Wong? Because, I, I mean, if, if you haven't listened to the show, if you're new to the show, 
there's every time there's something too. We always say, well, like you started it, and you call it Electric Boogaloo. Right. So every once in a while, you go, something too. It's like Electric Boogaloo. Right. That hard too, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to make a sequel to, you know... uh, uh, R.I.P.D. Two, R.I.P.D. Two, Electric Boogaloo, and that's that's been our running gag for for years. So uh, when I saw this, I'm like, I started laughing. Look at a quarter, buying it <laughs> for a dollar and a quarter. It's worth it, you know. It just to be laughs. I was trying to find another copy for you. But- <laughs> <laughs> like, go home and watching it tonight. Move over, baby. I don't care what you're watching. Popping this in, popping, locking this in. Whoop whoop whoop. But TV, this is the first movie. This is kind of like at the time because it, it didn't do so well. It was horrible, well, it was I think, hor- in the theater. Both horrible. of them were horrible. But the thing was, is that it was on a like a ch- channel like back then, like before oh, cable and all. Yeah. Like if, if there was a channel forty eight. It was like movies or something right. like that, and this was on there. And like that's the first time I actually saw that movie. Like <laughs> remember seeing it. <laughs> So it was like it was one of those things where you go and I rented it. <laughs> I, 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 I that one up, I saw it for free. <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remember watching Breaking because at the time it was like you know like I you're watching these what would be considered it was so different the dance styles yeah and obviously just like anything else you you capitalize some somebody in Hollywood capitalized on the dance craze that's called you know um, break dancing right. And you're like, you watch the first movie, you're going, all right, it's not bad. And you watch the second movie. The second one is not good. No. It's just, it's horrible. It's just a, a cash grab of anything else. You get the same people. I don't, I mean, I'm sure, th- I don't know if they made anything of themselves after the second one. You know what? There's no breaking three electric Bigelow. Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I just, I'm like, all right. Like, yeah. At that point, you're going, yeah, I've seen it's all the same moves. <laughs> like, like, okay. Oh, look, he's going to do the shuffle, shuffle, drop down, spin. Oh, look, he's spinning on one hand. Oh, and then he does the windmill kicks around yeah. his back, and then he spins around, and he does the little cute little, like, oh, the, I call it now the, what do you call it, the sexy pose on his hand, like on his side with his hand on his chin going, oh, like how Deadpool is or how... Yeah. <laughs> Burt Reynolds or Stan Lee did, did, did. on the bearskin run, right? Their bearskin run poses like, uh. <laughs> like, oh, he's so crazy. <laughs> oh, those dance moves are so sick. It's totally rad. No one says that. <laughs> not, not, not when you're gonna break not even dancing. in the eighties. <laughs> it's true, unless you lived in like Southern California and you rode a BMX bike. Yeah. Right. And then maybe on the weekends you went down you you, know, you crushed some waves, dude. I'm going to go down, you know, to Venice Beach and catch some tubular waves, man. Oh, yeah, it's going to crush them. And I'm going to sit back and go watch some break dancing. There's some radical moves, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what that's I did. did. Okay. And what about you, sir? Uh, <clears throat> okay. Well, uh, I didn't do I didn't do a lot to be honest. I watched R.I.P.D. two, and again we talked about that. That's it was. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, I did do some some purchasing. Uh, uh, I mean, on. I did make some some digital purchases. Sometimes. What'd you buy? <laughs> so. Well, I noticed. Okay. 
Um, well, you you bought you said last week, and I it made me think of it. I didn't buy it. Was I bought it this week? That was uh, this is Spinal Tap because it's one of my favorite right, all time right. mockumentary movies. <clears throat> it's like I I laugh at that movie so many times. It's right, not even funny. You know, right, right. And you always find stuff in that movie. There's uh, always uh, little nuggets. Every time I watch it, I'm always finding something new because I'm like, I know that joke, but what's going on over there? Oh. So these 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 few were the ones I bought. They were like two bucks a piece. Like I said, I scanned right, them through the them, right? right. So I, I I got triple X and triple C because I had to return to Xander Cage. I figured oh, let me complete the collection of my right. digital library. One movie that I enjoy for some reason with that's only one of the few Jean Claude Van Damme movies I enjoy. It's called Time Cop. Oh yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. So if you go with Time Cop, you kind of go with the Thirteenth Floor, which is one of those virtual reality machine games that you that this guy creates, and his his partner okay. dies in the game, and uh, he's got to figure out why he died because uh, the AI becomes sedient, sedient, right, yeah, right, somewhere. Right. Okay. So and then a movie I still have never watched, but everybody talks highly of, A History of Violence. Um, good movie. It's a really good movie. It's based on a comic book, I believe. Yes. You know, uh, well, graphic novel. Exactly. You because know, okay. back then it was like when there were people buying up, like, you know, like From Hell's a graphic novel. Um, the, what do you call it? The Tom Hanks' uh, Road to Perdition's uh, graphic novel. So, all right. What else you get? This next one I bought for 99 why cents. Why? Why? <laughs> because it was 99 I, cents. 99 cents in the store? Or, yes. It's, did, it's a Christmas movie. There's 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 this Christmas selection. How'd you get ninety nine cents? It's it's there. I swear to God, you, you go if you go in your app, you'll find Grumpy Cat. I can't. I can't. Worst uh, Christmas ever for ninety nine cents. Maybe I saw it and I, I blocked it out. I'm like, I, the only redeeming quality of that movie is that Aubrey Plaza plays Grumpy Cat. Okay, <laughs> I, I enjoyed Grumpy Cat. Or, really, or the meme. Yeah, you know, as a meme. I, yeah, I think she was the cute. He was the cutest thing. Sure, Cat's probably dead now. Yeah. All right, so you yes. go oh, pour one out for Grumpy Cat. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, the son of the thing was a different thing. I also bought another Christmas movie, White Christmas. Why does it gotta be white? <laughs> just, again, these were these were all two dollar movies. Uh, right, because Ed owns them, so he does. He scans them, and instead of paying like, whatever the price is, it's two bucks to get the eight, uh, the high def version. The, these of it. are these are HDs. They're not they're not SD. Right, so right, your right. thing, The Untouchables, a classic movie with uh, right uh, uh, Sean Connery. Can't miss. Yeah, you put you, you put one in your hospital hospital. You put one in the morgue. That's the Chicago way. <laughs> this movie I was watching you actually. Knife, you bring a gun. This you one I was in hospital. You put one in the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Sorry. It's, <laughs> It's Brian. One of Brian De Palma's best. Well, I love movies. Brian De Palma films. Right. So I had to get it on my collection. So this next one I've watched several times. Actually, I watched it this week on Pluto, and I I remember enjoying this so much. It's called Sea Biscuit. It's about the horse. Yeah. Right. Right. Sea <laughs> Biscuit. So how old are you? <laughs> Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> And speaking of mall rats, oh, you bought mall rats. Skating mall rats. And then this is another one that I enjoy. It's Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> that is kind of that is a good movie. <laughs> that one and the what old school kicking it old yeah, school. So- I like look. I I don't know whatever happened to him. I some seem see him on t- TikTok. It's what's his face. Um, what's the guy's name? Shit. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Like it, he. Blew up because of Scream, yeah. and he was able to use it to. I mean, he was kind of like the modern. <laughs> Hold on, it's he's the modern Paulie Shore of that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now hear me oh. out. Paulie Shore was huge, yeah, 
for a brief moment. And we don't know why. No one knows why. Probably because his mom owned the comedy se- the comedy cellar, so he kind of knew funny people. Yeah. And so he himself is funny, but he also had the MTV, Juice in the Weed. You know, like, ooh, like he had that, uh, like that surfer dude, like he's watching Ceno Man. It's, 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 it's no, a reason to juice. You know, and then he had like, a string of, of like he was like the <laughs> I'm gonna watch this one Ed he was the earnest of his time <laughs> Were you it's not gonna be better that's the thing you just keep getting worse and worse like where are you gonna go from earnest I mean there was nobody I think like earnest uh, at that point earnest was like the biggest thing because of the commercials so they spun him off into his own character I mean, it's the guy who does the voice of the Slinky Dog in the Toy Stories, but yeah. he, he, the Ernest was like, Ernest goes to camp, Ernest goes to jail, Ernest, Ernest saves st- Christmas. Like, there's a whole. <laughs> Ernest scared stupid. Right. There's a whole laundry list of Ernest movies. And again, you don't know why that happened. It just, like, he cheaply made, made a shit ton of money because people, it's like. <laughs> Oh, I watch those Ernest babies. Like I the, like them a lot. It's like the cable. It's like what do you call? It? <laughs> what do you call it? Larry the Cable Guy of his time. Congratulations! There's always these moments where there's these, these semi-funny comedians, and all of a sudden they hit huge, and they get like a string of like movies. You know, <laughs> is there another comedian that you'd like to insult? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like, because if you think about it, like, Ernest had his like brief, like, he blew up shit ton of movies. Yeah. I bet you he's got like, I mean, sadly the man passed away. But I'm, I'm Jim telling you, I, I guarantee you there's got to be at least seven Ernest movies. Seven of them. And, I, and that's, I'm low balling. I really think it's more like 10 or 11. Just saying, you know. So then you're like, okay, well, these are really, really popular. I don't know, like, kids must love them, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, Paulie Shore, everyone kind of loves Paulie Shore. I think the MTV, and he had, like, Biodome, uh, Son-in-Law, Jury Duty. It was, like, any mundane thing that you could think of, it was Bus Driver. He probably made a movie about it. You know, and Jamie Kennedy had a couple that he was along those lines too, where it was like, it's counting how many earnest movies there are right now. I'm saying seven, at least. Uh, I, I, my heart says like 11. I, my, you are so fucking close. <laughs> it's 10. Really, 10? 10. Like, I might. Wait, my, wait, I'm on this count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. <laughs> See? <laughs> like, What's this last I'm not sure about. Uh, that Ernest goes to space. Ernest goes to the hemorrhoid doctor. Hey, Vern, it's my family. That's well, the first movie I think it was. Uh huh. And then it was. Ernest Fan Festival. Okay, that might be just a festival. It doesn't matter. It's 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 all it's all Ernest. <laughs> Ernest goes to school. Mm-hmm. Ernest goes to Africa. Ernest in the army. Ernest goes to jail. Uh-huh. Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest scales stupid. <laughs> Ernest rides again. Right. They, they see Ernest saves Christmas is not here. That is a movie. Right. <laughs> that is sad that I <laughs> fucking knew that. But you know, it's like it's it's Paulie Shore. Uh, but so there's more than eleven movies. Jamie Kennedy was that like, in that moment where because of Scream and because of some of the other things he might have done, that he was able to kind of you know springboard that into like a, a small movie career. Right. And like, look, I am not slamming Jamie Kennedy. I mean, 
homeboy does good because um, he's from the area. Yeah, I'm always team in our area. Right. You know, so it's like, all right, you know what? He's. I thought Malibu's most wanted was great, so I would be like, okay, that's worth two dollars. And if I could get, you know, the kicking it old school, where he's a kid from the eighties and he gets caught, he gets <laughs> stuck into a, he gets in a coma and he wakes up like 10 years later I think or 20 years later and he wants to get his old crew back together because they were on their way to a breakdance competition (laughs) (laughs) that's why folks we live in the 80s (laughs) we weren't really big of that back in the 80s we live in it oh my god so what else you get uh, I think that was it. Okay, I think, think Malibu was supposed to. Oh, uh, Live Die Repeat Edge of Tomorrow was the last one. Oh, I, like, I like that movie. It was yeah. yeah. Edge of Tomorrow was just Live Die Repeat was the tagline. It was called Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> but Warner Brothers was like, well, we keep saying it. Let's just change it. Well, why? <laughs> All right. So, um, Ed, I'm I this I'm going to tell you how my week went. I'm going to start off. Ed, did you know Wendy's has new items on their menu? No, I did not know that. <laughs> Like what the fuck, Sean? What did you do this week? Well, Ed, they added four menu new menu items. All right, uh-huh. one is for the holiday. It's a peppermint frosty. So if you like, you know, like you know, peppermint stuff. All right. It was all right. They added garlic fries. I like right. garlic, garlic right. fries. But then here, here was the kicker: the Wendy's Italian mozzarella chicken and the Wendy's Italian mozzarella cheeseburger. Two really? new ones. Yes. I'm telling you, I... They're like, what the fuck? It's Geeksters. What's geeky about that? I don't know. If you're a foodie, you might want to listen. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're a foodie, listen up. Right. Um, you could be a food geek. I kind of liked it. I personally chose... I If I had to pick one over one over the other, it's the chicken one. Because it tastes like a chicken parm sandwich. It's got the chicken. It's got the uh, sauce. But what it has, it has like a big-ass mozzarella stick on it. It's round. So it's like sits on top of it. What? What are you laughing at? A big mozzarella stick on the top of it. I'm hearing this right. Right, right. Yeah, like it's it's <laughs> think like, a, like a, a patty of mozzarella cheese, right? And it's t- I almost if had I've had time, I would have had one for dinner tonight. But I was running behind, so I basically had like a pretzel, you know, and and cheese, then chicken nuggets from Wawa. If, if you, <laughs> but I would have bought. I would have. You have a white these around the corner. I would have bought the 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 Italian chicken mozzarella one. It is a glorious sandwich. I'm like, and it's on instead of a regular hamburger bun, it's a garlic knot bun. All right. So all right, I'm all like, right. I highly recommend. All right, I can that, that. I, I bought both because I wanted to. T- I wanted to test it out. I felt like I was like, I should be TikToking this, or I should be <laughs> giving my review. I'm gonna be a foodie. I'm gonna become a foodie. Like I've been like, I the. <clears throat> cheeseburger one's not bad, but if you want like a like it didn't it didn't taste like an Italian meatball, you know, like it, it didn't taste like a meatball sub, right? But the chicken one tasted like chicken parm, and I'm like I'm a big chicken parm nut, so I was like, oh, I think I found my new sandwich. I kind of like this one. I hope it's not. I hope it's I hope it's around for a long time, Ed, because when I go to Wendy's, I'm ordering the Italian mozzarella chicken. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. The, the, the garlic fries were all right. Yeah, they're garlic fries. <laughs> Uh, so we talked about RIPD two. Um, I bought. I'm, I was being frugal with my money this week because yeah. I, I don't want to. Uh, I realize Ed that the freedom of buying digital content sometimes makes me kind of go a little overboard. Right. So I figure I'm going to wait till payday. Hear me out. All right. If it's still available, 
the Pirates of the Caribbean movies are 4K, all five of them for 20 bucks. No. Yeah. It's it's gonna look great now. It's the so twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for all five movies. It's like a, a, a Black Friday bundle sale. Now I'm hoping it lasts until Nick next week, so I get paid next week. I'm gonna buy them. But I did. Me being me, the only one I didn't have was the fifth one. So the fifth ones, they're all five bucks individually. Yeah. And I was like, well, I could buy them individually. I already own them, but I own them as standard definition because when I bought this, when I bought the collector's edition, it was you know just it was like in its tre- treasure chest and it was all like put the disc in and you get a copy. It was all bullshit standard right, editions. Right. And so I was like, well, I, I want to upgrade one day. And this week was like a prime time to upgrade because it's twenty bucks. Ed's like shocked. He's like, what? He sees it. He's like, <laughs> it is twenty dollars. It is twenty bucks. Right. I didn't. I didn't read that right. I, I, was like, I thought it was like forty or f- like fifty bucks. It, no, like, it's twenty dollars, and I'm like, well, twenty bucks. I I already own four to the five, and I was like, well, that's actually a pretty good deal. But I was like, well, technically, I don't have the fifth one, so I bought the fifth one for five bucks. I'm like, I'm gonna ease myself into it because maybe like you know this week when I get paid, I might I might buy them individually, you know, as you know, five bucks a box. I now I just gonna upgrade all four. I'm like, well, right. it's twenty bucks. That makes sense, right? Right. I'll pay twenty five dollars because I'm buying them individually rather than twenty bucks to get all five in one shot. But that's because I'm an asshole. And I don't want, as much as I like the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, it's like, well, bundle and save. When you buy that, it stays in that little nugget, and you can't break them apart. I want to be able to look and go, there's all my Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I don't want to see one little box and says, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, click on that, and then go to number one and go to number two. And, and what makes it odd, though, is is that, like, because it's like, uh, hopefully I can get back to it. I'm, I'm looking at my screen. If you... Like the Batman 4K film, like right. I, I own that, but it's so a bundle yeah, and save, right? But that's saying it counts it as one, right? It's four movies, right? But it counts it as right, one. and that that pisses me off because I'm like at close to like 800 movies, and I'd probably be close to 800 if it were broken up, right? Yeah, you, know, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I'd be like over 900 by now, right? I can't do that. Like, like, uh, I think I, another bundle I have for somewhere or something else too that I bought. Like the like, mix and matches one, I'm like, all right, you know what? That well, they break out right. They break out because yeah. it's not like a, you know. But the ones that say bundle and save, right? Get, like I would like to get all of the Resident Evil movies. I'm not buying them individually. I'll I'll buy the thirty dollar pack for all six movies, and then I can live with that one, Ed. Mm. But you know what? I couldn't live with. I couldn't live with having all. Like I might buy the bundle pack because I now I do have them all separate. Because when you buy the when you buy them, when you do the buy and save, it will. You know, have the buy, you know, the buy bundle and save icon, mm. but I'll also have the other four, the other five because they're also separate. If that makes oh, okay. sense, yeah. Like all my James Bond movies are are in lumped in one thing because I bought them as a set. I think the Star Wars movies are sixty bucks, right? All nine all of them. them, yeah. I bought them individually. I bought them all, right? I kind of because actually. It's- Seven, eight, nine. I bought them as they came out, right? And thing, which is funny because they're they're standard, I think, uh-huh. or HD or right. whatever. And I end up buying the individual Star Wars ones, uh-huh. and they're four K. Like so, right. like, like one through six, I have four K, and I'm like, you know, what? I can live with that. And that's like, <laughs> that's like, do you want to upgrade the other three? Fuck no, <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. That was my only purchase for video. Eh. But last night, Ed, we have to talk about this. I know you probably did not see it. But the HBO Max had their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Oh, really? The, the, they aired the concert. Yes. 
So, some of the highlights, Ed, were um, nomin- the people who were going in this year was Pat Benatar. Great. Duran Duran. Great. Eminem. Okay. Great. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Judas Priest. Really? Yeah, Judas, Judas Priest. Priest. Get out of here. Uh-huh. They're in there. Okay, um, good. Uh, Lionel Richie. I am really I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm, so I've got to stop you right there. Before you got to Lionel Richie. I'm sorry, Lionel Richie. Judas Priest is fucking in the rock and roll. Movie. They are. I, I can't believe that. It just... It just uh, boggles my mind. Well, I like I, I'm I'm gonna go back and rewatch because Stacy was only really interested in two artists, Eminem, Eminem. and Dolly Parton. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, no, well, Stacy's from the south, and ah, Dolly, yeah, Dolly Parton's yeah, yeah, yeah. also a fucking icon, Ed. Yeah, and I will I will get to that in a minute. All right, all right. snap those fingers. Cause the show itself was was fun. Like Robert Downey Jr. is there to introduce, you know, Duran Duran. That's who opened it up. Alice Cooper was there to bring in Judas, Judas Priest. What I felt was interesting was that a little nugget of trivia was that the heavy metal look of the leather and the chains and the Harley Davidson it was non-existent until Judas Priest came on the scene. Mm-hmm. I never really knew that. I was like, I just thought heavy metal just never really had a never really had a look until they showed up. Um, Rob Halford being probably the lead cause of the leathers and the you know because he was just uh, he was a very closeted gay man for a very long time um even you know um so back then in the 80s if he would have came out as gay in one of the biggest heavy metal bands in the world it would have probably would have been a shock and probably would have killed the pan mm. i think you have to wait till you have like icon status before you go surprise you know right. like if you paid attention to the lyrics i mean it's on the nose i am coming I'm coming, like you know, right. in the leather, the whips, the chains. Like, come on, folks! Like, it's right there. <laughs> so I thought they were pretty good. About Pat Benatar. Well, okay, first Duran Duran sounded good. Yeah, Pat Benatar sounded good too. For her age, um, it was her and her husband who's the, her her guitarist. Right. Um, she sounded great. Obviously, she sounded her age, but she still sounded good. She wasn't like hitting like all the notes right. Right. But she was hitting the notes to her ability and she knew what her ability was yeah it was still really good um <clears throat> carly simon got inducted but instead carly simon i think is still alive i think I, maybe not because she wasn't there they had a bunch of people you know do her songs I, I i tried looking up that night but i couldn't find any definitive like proof that she was gone <clears throat> Yeah, because I'm like, oh, well, maybe we'll find out, you know, who the song is Your Sylvana is about. Like, maybe she'll finally answer it because she's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, she's still alive. She's 79. Right. Now, um, in retrospect, Dolly Parton's 76. Okay. All right. She was there. <laughs> Why well, couldn't Carly show up? Well, maybe something wrong with her. <clears throat> huh? That might maybe. Be something maybe. Wrong. maybe uh, so they had, like, a nice little, like, um, some of the big singers of our time I think we're singing Carly Simon songs I fast forward through it because Stacy wanted to get to Eminem who crushed it by the way mm. one of, I think one of the most best uh, like acceptance speeches because he legitimately went down to all his influences but he wrote them out alphabetically <laughs> <laughs> it was great because Stacy and I were watching he's like you know like there's rock I think first I don't really think I should be here in fact I shouldn't be here because he OD'd back in 2017 you know, um, and he was like, or was it 2007? Maybe 2007. Anyway, um, so he was like, you know, these are the influences, you know, of that I had growing up, and I want to, you know, give them all a shout out. And he started going. It was like A's, A's, and I was like, is he doing them alphabetically? I'm like, 
I don't know, Big Daddy Kane. I'm like, oh, yeah, he is doing them alphabetically. You know, it's it's Beastie Boys, LL Cool J. And it was like, oh, you know, of course, Dr. Dre, Ice-T, Ice Cube. Mm. You know, and you're going, but he, he did it alphabetically. And I was like, that's genius. <laughs> like, <laughs> even then. Um, but the highlight of the night, Ed, Dolly fucking Parton. Because we talked about it on the show. She was nominated, and she felt like she didn't. Oh, Ed, what are you doing? I'm going to give you some sad news about Carly Simon. So that way. Oh, okay. Apparently, in October 2022, Car- Carly Simon blows both her sisters to cancer. Gotcha. So she lost two kids. So I don't think she's going. You know, right, mostly- she ain't going anywhere right. anytime soon. Gotcha. All right, makes sense. All right, go all right. Go, 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 go. So they have Pink. You know, she's out there and she's doing the whole like, "Hey, this is you know Dolly Parton's. You know, this is who Dolly Parton was right before their vignette." Uh, you find out that Dolly Parton, not only did she write, you know, one of her big songs is um, I Will Always Love You. Mm. Now, I always knew it from the Whitney Houston, from, the, from the, my bodyguard. Didn't really know it was a Dolly Parton song until, like, a few years ago. Mm. <clears throat> so, like, she not only did she write it that night, but she also wrote Jolene the exact same night. Like, like it was fascinating. Like, little nuggets of information. Right. <clears throat> like... She learned how to play the guitar. She was told that she couldn't play the guitar because she has long fingernails. So just to prove people wrong, she learned how to play the guitar with long fingernails so she could you know, so she can so she can do it. Nice. You know, and as you know, one of the most famous quote is it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> yeah. But we talked about on the show that she pulled out of the race because she didn't feel like she earned the right to be there right because she's like i don't i don't i'm not a rock and roll artist but and but i guess you know she she, they were like we're not we're not we're not accepting you're not taking it you're going in but so she figured for her fans she'd go in to the rock and roll hall of fame but this woman ed first of all all the stuff that she's done throughout her entire life is enough to be like okay i think you're done dolly you don't have to do anything else you, I realize that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame isn't just about music. It's about how you are as a person and what you've done to to push the line forward in music mm. and talent, and how sometimes you have to say "fuck you" to the system. To you know, that's rock and roll. Mm. Dolly Parton's a big fu dropper. Like she, like you can't tell me I can't do nothing. Fuck you, I'm going to do it. Like she, I mean, let's face it, she's got Dolly World, but all the stuff that she did with you know. Reading how many scholarships she's give away, like it's it's you're looking at going. She's a saint, right? Right. So she comes up on stage, you know, mm-hmm. she gets helped up, and she says, you know, like, look, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't think I would deserve this because I'm I'm not a rock and roll artist. So you know, but my husband, who we married together for like 56 years, he loves rock and roll music. He blares it in house all the time. So this woman Ed wrote a rock and roll song that she was going to perform that night so she could earn her spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This 76-year-old woman who's done everything imaginable, shattered the glass ceiling, acted, all the philanthropy work that she does. Philanthropy? Philanthropy? Yeah, I think I'm right, right? Oh, okay, whatever. All this stuff that she's done was like, you know what? I can't. I can't in good conscience be a part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame unless I create a rock and roll song, right? So you're like, what? <laughs> like she's like, and so they they leave, you know, they they do the vignette thing, and um, she like walks off stage, and she this woman comes back out right with a band. She's now dressed in leather. She's got chains on and a bedazzled guitar. 
electric guitar, by the way. Yeah. And she doesn't shred on it, but she is playing it. You're going, get Dolly, sit your ass down. Like, and because I'm like, you don't need to do this. But she crushes it. Like, she's got, like, I mean, the songs it looked like she was lip singing, I'll be honest, because there was like a little feedback in her voice. But apparently, she's actually doing an actual rock and roll album that's going to be released later this year. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I. The song was catchy, Stacy. You know, the kids call it a bop. You know, a bop, a bop. You know, because it's it's catchy. And at the end, at the end of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Ed, they're singing Jolene. Mm-hmm. All right, you can't get more country than Jolene. Mm-hmm. But it's not just Dolly Parton. Pink sings a verse. James Hatfield, the lead singer of Judas Priest, is sitting there singing Jolene right next to Dolly Parton. Who? Uh, James Hat, not James Hatfield. Uh, what's the guy yeah. lead singer? Um, oh, it's right there on the top of my head. Oh, god damn it, Ed! <laughs> I had to correct you. I'm sorry. Right? No, no, no. You're right. James Hatfield. It's not. It's not. He's not a Judas Priest. I'm like, was he ever Judas? No. Lead singer of Judas Priest. Rob Hatford. Hatford. Rob. It's that's the H part. Hatfield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there he is, old man. Standing heavy metal <laughs> queen, I guess you know. Standing next to next to his, probably I guarantee he probably sung Jolene a million times in the closet. Yeah, you know he looked like he was having a great time standing next to her, singing this song. Pink, Pat Benatar, the old Simon LeBon was up there. The lead singer for Duran Duran got to sing a verse of Jolene. It was like it's kind of how you're supposed to kind of close the show with the big jam section mm. session. But I'm like. This is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're singing a country tune. <laughs> like, I, it was... Well, it's the same. Like, like, you know, I mean, I joke about that stuff, but it's just like, it's that transcend. Like, like, like to, to understand music, the fact is, is that you have to understand all right, genres of music. Right. I mean, like, bands don't get it, like, when they, they perform, and they only perform one style of music, and they go, well, that's great, but, uh-huh. you know, like, if you want to be an artist that's going to hit the stratosphere and beyond... Right. You need to be able to do anything. Right. You need to know where you come from, where you're going, what you've been. You also have to acknowledge some of those people, those bands that have come before you that may have had a completely different sound. You know, like, yeah, you do. I say you you, you got to have have a history of music Uh because it's like you you basically take sounds that are already out there. Like like you can't create a new sound. It's impossible. Right. There's there. Everything's been done. But you can you can you can make it grow and change it into something else that is a new sound so that's right. that's that's the idea and you you kind of do that in music and you 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 go i've created something new and it's like did you really i can right. i can i can reverse right. we this, can and reverse go, this, and this go is where you got it from. from right and you go well, these were my influences and it's great and that's and that's what that's what music is but you did you push it to the to limit beyond the ceiling uh-huh. of you what you could and you become the next artist. So, like, like something like Dolly Parton does, where she's seventy six years old, she's creating a rock album just because she wants to be in the. They put me in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't understand why I'm a country music singer, right? You know, like, but I understand rock and roll enough that I can perform. I can write an album uh-huh. and do this. Now, whether or not though, like, because they're, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, it's it's still Dolly so, Parton. It's still Dolly Parton. So you 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 know, it's going to be those those things that's going to come and go. People. But Dolly Parton fans, rock and roll fans, <laughs> listen to it and it's, put it on its shelf like the rest of it. It's not going to have staying power. It's, it's going to sit next to the um, Christopher Lee heavy metal Christmas album. 
It's it's it, it's gonna or, or, or the or the other rock album, the country music star of uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> You're thinking, uh, oh shit, Gwen, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, his yeah, alter, his, his alter ego. ego. Yes, you know, like like it's probably gonna be a. Ten steps above that album, right? You know, hear her album. It's going right. to be much better than that. She'll probably have some really good Chris guest Gaines. hosts. Chris Gaines, Chris, right, that's right, right. Guy, that's the guy. That's the name. Right. I'm sure um, Miley Cyrus is his is her goddaughter, so she'll probably be a, like a guest voice. Right. We'll probably help her with a little bit of rock and roll because Miley has kind of. I don't. I know you're not a Miley Cyrus fan of yeah. her music, but she has definitely found. I think her voice and it isn't country. It's kind of like this kind of bluesy, rocky kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's actually gonna be honest. It's not bad. She's got some really good songs. You know, rock and rolly. I mean, she even had. I mean, she uses um, uh, seventeen. The you know, you know, like the on the edge of seventeen. You hear that guitar? <laughs> You're thinking poor music, but. Come on. Like, like a one window. Things all sounds like she's singing. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh. You know that guitar riff? Yes. <laughs> right. I shouldn't have. Damn it, Ed. I'm going to have to know. <laughs> I was just laughing because it's like. Edge of 17. <laughs> not, not, not only does he go. He does the guitar. <laughs> I had to do. He's got the air guitar thing going at the same time. He's like, and he's got his shoulders up. Right. It's like he's like so hyped into it. Right, it like, I'm, in, I'm in. It's I'm like, in. I mean, it's all or nothing, baby. It's all or nothing. That's right, all or nothing. All right, come on, let's go. Come on, yo. <laughs> oh, stupid ads. I hate it. Never mind. Screw you, Stevie Nicks. Edge of Seventeen official music video. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe the audience doesn't know it. I got it. You know, they're like, "Oh, I thought that was you know the guitar from porn." <laughs> you know, because that's that's what I was gonna say. It's like the porn guitar. Yeah. Uses. Oh, it's live apparently. It's official music video. That right there. Everybody knows that lick. That's a that's a, that's an iconic guitar lick. Yeah. Well, Miley uses it in one of her songs, right? <laughs> but she got her from not only did she get her permission, but she also got her to sing on the song too. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's just That's so, cheap. That's oh, you cheating, Miley. But I can see Dolly doing that. Like, ladies and gentlemen, here's Miley Cyrus singing with me, or ladies and gentlemen, here's, you know, Rob Hatfield. <laughs> you know, ladies and gentlemen, pink. You know, like right. it'll be a uh, like a what what's his face does with duets with Lady Gaga. Um the other crooner who's still uh, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett does these duet albums now where he takes like you know the, he did one with like Bono and he's like you know choo 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 but him and Lady Gaga are like besties now and they do yeah. like albums together like she- <laughs> I know he did a Christmas one right a while right ago. yeah you know so I highly recommend it. the show itself was entertaining because you know Duran Duran still sounded good. You know, um, they all sounded really good. I didn't hear Lionel Richie because, like I said, it was fast forward. Eminem crushed it. His 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 whole thing was just phenomenal. I'm, I'm also a fan of right, Eminem, yeah, too. Yeah. So, like, when you get to watch and you're going, I'd pay money to go see an Eminem concert. I'd be paying out the ass. But, you know, I'd pay even more to go see Dolly Parton. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, there's just... I feel like if you're a fan of music and there's certain people that you should see in your life if you get the opportunity. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, no, I know, agree with you. Not a huge Stones fan. I enjoy the Stones. Never really was like I'm like oh Stones. But in the '80s, I had an opportunity to go to a concert to see the, the Rolling Stones. You sure as shit, I went. I know. 80% of the songs, maybe. Right. 75. Oh, they sing that one? I know that song. I know the chorus. Painted black, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know Sympathy, the De- Sympathy with the Devil is one of my favorites yeah. of, the, of them. So, like, it's like you go see them because you have the opportunity. You know, and I feel like if Do- if someone was, hey, Sean, I got to take an extra ticket to see Dolly Parton, you want to go? Hells yeah. Give me my son, give me myself a Dollywood shirt. Let's go. <laughs> my fans going, Jolene, 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 Jolene. <laughs> Please don't take my man. <laughs> Working nine to five. What a way to make David. <laughs> it's going to be like he's, oh my God, he's off the A. I'm just waiting. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. So it's coming out on video on Blu ray, Ed. Good hey, question. you know what? Speaking of, I don't know. Did we talk about Sonic Frontiers last week? I know we talked about God of War a little no, bit. No, we did not talk about Sonic Frontiers last week. Because I, I, I also have a copy of that, and I was playing. Um, it's all right. It's you know, I, we, I think you might have. I, uh, maybe I did. Yeah. Have you played any more God of War since? I played another twenty minutes of it because <laughs> I'm, I'm at the, I'm, I'm still at the same part, and it's one of those things where you go. You get panicky because it's like, oh crap! I'm at the I'm at a boss level, like kind of thing. Right. Know, it's not really, but it's like to me, it's a boss level. I got to beat this bear, and you're going, oh shit! And then it's just like I forget how to play this game. Like, like all of a sudden, like right, I can hit the buttons. They don't really give you like, uh... and I'm like, how do how do I dodge? How do we do the roll? And I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't figure it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go back. Like, I got time this weekend. This weekend coming up because it's a holiday weekend. I'm going to actually sit there and like go through and how to do each move right? and then be able to systematically beat the bear and then go You're stuck there. at the bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, like, I, I play it like three times and I'm like, right. it was late at night one night. And right. I'm like, and you yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to, you're button mashing. I'm button mashing. It's not the right thing to do. Right. You do yeah, how do I do the parry? Because like when it starts swinging the, the yellow circle, that's when you pull up the thing to block it. Right. If it's red, it means you can't block it. So yeah. hit X twice, Ed. That dodges. X, X twice. twice. That's why that's... that's... Push to the right. XX, roll to the right. To the left. XX, roll to the left. XX, backwards. Jump back a little bit. Oh, what? Oh, little zip ding. XX. Boom. And then, oh, don't forget. You may throw the... Don't forget, Ed. You may throw the axe. Don't forget to bring it back. Because a lot of times you fight and you're like, you're going all panic. You're like, throw the axe. Throw the axe. Where's the axe? Oh, shit. I didn't bring it back. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, I got my blades of chaos. Let me just spin it around a little bit. Get the heat feet name going. Triangle, 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 triangle. Whoosh. You want to switch between the axe and the blades? Left button, right button. Ed's like, oh, you oh. can switch between the two of them? <laughs> I haven't had the blades of chaos still. I would have. You do have the blades of chaos with you. Oh. I don't know if it opened it up yet at that moment because. Uh, I believe so because you you because you, you, the, the triangle you spin it and it brings this nice little flame going. You guys, people are like, why should I make this? Because I'm swinging my arms around like I got that blades of chaos. Like, got my axe. Let me throw it. Oh, bring it back. Oh, look at that! Hit you in the leg, made you trip, sucker. 
Like, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm going to make it nice and frozen and hit you with it. And, oh, look, your frozen spot. Now, quick, Atreus, shoot him. <laughs> Square, shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> stagger him, stagger him. That's right. Now a little red R3 comes up. So now we're going to hit R3 and then crush their skulls. Because you're like, there's not a lot of blood in this game. I'm like, you are certainly are playing a completely different game than I'm playing because I'm cutting shit in half. <laughs> I am cutting shit in half. Like, you know like, how many kids I've cut off? Countless. <laughs> but the old days, it used to be a lot gorier than, than it is now. Because cause they don't need it. You know why? Because they're pulling you into the story. Like, I have to admit, the, the filming of these things are so, of the two of them, because it's like right over his shoulder. It's one take. Yeah. Well, and I, I know there's loading screens and all that, but you never really know where those loading screws are because of how it seamlessly, it goes. seamlessly yeah. goes from one thing to another. You're just like, even when he, you think he's going to go to sleep and he's got a dream, it's still seamless. Right. You know, and <clears throat> like I'm a little further than you, obviously, because I, I, I game. <laughs> I, I game. I'll, I'll like, I'll go home tonight and I'll play for like an hour, maybe. Got to check my Fortnite. Get like, oh, some little Fortnite in me. <clears throat> <clears throat> then go to bed and I got work in the morning. But then I'm off for the next three days. Booyah. Two and a half. I say two and a half because technically I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. All right. But I feel bad. Not bad. I, I want to go into work like Wednesday right before we close to help set up the store for Black Friday. Because right. I don't want to be like, hey, yeah, guys, I'm off. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. Like and then come in Friday because I'm opening up Friday going oh my god this is all wrong like I don't I don't I don't I'm coming in at eight thirty in the morning and I don't want to be like <laughs> they screwed the pooch oh my me. god I got we open up at a half I'm coming in at eight and then small opens up at nine I was like oh I, I can't I can't oh no I'm I'm shutting shit down I can't <laughs> so like if I go on Wednesday I'll be able to help them set up right. <laughs> so but that being said Ed. I don't know what's coming out in Blu-ray and video because I'm going to be t- dropping the wife off at work so I can come back later. That means I got to hack the place all to myself and it's a payday. That usually means I'm going to go to probably Barnes & Noble, see if they had any 50% off stuff going on. Yeah. I'm going to go to Best Buy, see what kind of deals they got, Target, Walmart. I'm going to be like, baby, I bought movies. Uh, <laughs> what? That's right. Everything was on sale. <laughs> There's not too much coming out this week, unfortunately, right. for you to buy. Oh, uh, Pennywise, the story of it is coming out on Blu-ray this week, so you might want to watch to pick up that. I it's think, on though. Voodoo. Okay. It's like, a, it's, like, it's like super cheap on Voodoo. Well, there you can buy, buy it on Blu-ray right now. All right. Uh, these are the list of 4K movies coming out this week. So I think, as I look at this list, no, actually, I'm going to retract that. You decide whether they're worth it. I don't. This Sean sits in judgment of 4K <laughs> movies. All right, ready? The first one, children shouldn't play with dead things. Present that. Children shouldn't play with dead things. It's a 1973 film. No. The Company of Wolves. Is getting a 4K release. No. It's a 1984 movie. Nope. The final countdown from the Final countdown. They're never going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> um, the final countdown, that's the, what do you call it? The movie about the. The aircraft carrier that goes I love back. that movie. 4K, yeah. I love that movie. Belongs on the list. Okay. That <laughs> means coming to voodoo soon. <laughs> High Plains Drifter is guessing a 4K release. I'm, yeah, sure. It's a classic Italian spaghetti western with, you know, Clint Eastwood. This next one, I, I, I'm like, I've heard of this movie, and I didn't, I'm thinking, I don't know if I ever saw this movie, but I remember hearing oh, this movie. Okay. But it's not a movie I don't think I don't think it's deemed worthy of 4K ever. 
but you might disagree with me. I don't know. The Invisible Maniac. It's a 1990 film. It's about a guy who's a loser scientist that comes with the fact that he's invisible, so he can like basically like go into women's locker rooms and. I just I've never. I've, it is such a low budget film. What? Why is that getting four K? <clears throat> I would expect you know um, memoirs of an invisible man with Chevy Chase and John Carpenter. Yeah, like John Carpenter directed that movie where Chevy Chase is the invisible man. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, not really. The actual invisible man makes sense. Yeah. More sense, but I. That movie was better when it was called Hollow Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where, where Kevin Bacon, and then they did a sequel. They did a Hollow Man 2, Electric Bookaloo. <laughs> they did it with Christian Bale. Not Christian Bale, <laughs> Christian Slater. Two completely different movies. Christian Bale. I am invisible. <laughs> hey, why am I invisible? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh-huh. Uh, IP Man is getting the 4K release. IP Man. IP2 Man. You know the brag. <laughs> IP Man 2 is also getting Electric a 4K Boogaloo. release. Electric um, Boogaloo. Malcolm X is getting a 4K release. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mystery Men is getting a 4K release. <laughs> this, I think, is an un- underappreci- I underappreciated that, movie. Uh, nemesis. 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 <laughs> I think I think this is worth 4K. I really do. So, ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a. I, I, if you have, people have not seen Mystery Man, I highly. It is such an underrated comedy. Yeah. I mean, Paul Rubens, <laughs> Flatulence Man, Flatulence Man, or I found out that Dane Cook had that cameo of Waffle Man. He's the waffler. Yeah. They told him what the title was, and he misinterpreted what Waffle meant. Waffle like going back and forth. Yeah. Thing. He thought they were actually talking about actual waffles. So he's the one who came up with the costume. He's the one who showed up and said, he's the one that's like, the waffle, you know, with everything. And they're just like, that's not what we meant, but that's great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> waffle man. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. It's so funny. Uh, anyway, go ahead. What else? All right, we have then we have Plane, Trains, and Automobiles is also getting a 4K. Okay, also that is a holiday classic. Uh, Puss and Boots. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Puss and Boots. Yeah, Puss and Boots is getting a 4K. All right, Shrek Two. Electric Boogaloo. It's getting a 4K release. Then we have uh, Sony Picture Classics 30th Anniversary Collection. I'm not going to read the list. But it's it's a, a bunch of movies that no one cares about. Nobody cares about. Exactly. <clears throat> there might be like one or two nuggets you're going. Oh, that's finally making Blu-ray. I'm going to spend how much just for those two movies? Fuck that. How many movies? How many movies? 100? 300? 25? You're going to make me look. Now I'm going to have to read this list. <laughs> I'm like, bringing it up. So now no. i got to bring it up now. Sure, you're making me read them. Orlando? Nope. The City of Lost Children? Nope. The The Celluloid Closet? Nope. Run, Lilla, Run? That's a good movie. Okay. Okay, one. SLC Punk? That's a good that's movie. That's a good movie. That's two. The Devil's Backbone. Nope. Volver. Nope. Then we have Cinda uh, Douche, New York. That's why. Nope. <laughs> Still Alice. Uh, nope. Call Me By Your Name. What name? Huh? <laughs> nope. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay, there you go. Three movies so far. That's it. That's it. That's the list. Three movies out of that bundle. Yeah. And that, what's what? 30 bucks? 40 bucks? Going price is twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, uh, come on, get out of the way. <laughs> Stupid. 
freaking ads. I hate sometimes these movies. Right, yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. How, there was, what, I think seven movies? Fifty nine ninety nine. No. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm my gut. Twenty nine ninety nine. I think it was higher than that. Really? Yeah. Pfft, bullshit. Kiss my ass. I don't care now. It's still looking. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm in the middle of this, so it's like it's it's gotta do it or, or uh, <laughs> Do gotta, it, baby. Do it's, it. It's it's gotta load. It's gotta load. Jesus fucking Christ. How much? Two oh nine. Two hundred and ten dollars? That's exactly it. For how many movies? Seven? Eight? Three of them are decent? Get the fuck out of it. Sony? Yeah. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves. You're not fucking unbelievable. That's a highway robbery. I'm not paying that. Okay. Uh next we have is Wally is getting the four K release. I think that's a criterion release as well. Wally? Wally, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I could probably see that happening, sure. Uh Roadhouse is getting a four K release. <laughs> the uh <laughs> Yes, the one you're thinking of. Patrick Swayze movie. Four K? Four K. Alright, it's a classic. They're actually remaking it. Yeah. And finally, Rollerball is getting a 4K oh, release. Okay, the original right. 1975. All right, I'm, I'm, I can, I'll co-sign that one. Okay, all right, and that's all the 4K releases. Let's move on to a little bit more. Peacemaker, the complete first season, is coming out this week. Oh, okay, yeah. I like that show. That was good. Uh, David Bowie, Divine Sermonary. What? It's- S-Y-M-M-E-R, E-T-R-Y. Symmetry, sorry. Symmetry. Okay, David Bowie? David Bowie. I thought it was the moon, uh, Moonbeam Dance. That was last week. Oh, so this is the, uh, the yeah, shitty that, one. Yeah. It's not the good one. All yeah. right. All right. All right, let's move on to video games. Okay, what's coming out in video games? We yeah. have Evil West, developed by Flying Wide right, Hog right, right, and published right. by Focused Home for Interactive for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SNX, and PC, and that's coming I out Tuesday. I had no idea about this movie, this, this video game, and then I saw a trailer with Dan, Danny Trejo, and I'm like, Shit, I think it looks pretty kind of fun. All right. All right, what else? Gungrave Gore, or G-O-R-E. Okay, all uh, right. Developed by Iggy Mob and published by Prime Matter for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SNX, and PC, and that's also coming on Tuesday. All right. The 22nd. Just Dance 2023. <laughs> developed and published by Ubisoft for the PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, SNX, and Switch, Everybody. and it's coming out for Tuesday the 22nd. Everybody, so you get your dance on after you after you eat your chicken, turkey. Chicken turkey, you're your Duncan. They're chucking your Duncan. They get that turkey, chicken, duck as thing you, going. As you dunk it into the right, as boiling, you're, uh, <laughs> well, as you're eating that sad last bite of stuffing or cranberry sauce, not the good kind, not the homemade kind, the canned kind can. that, that goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, look, watch, it's like Jello, <laughs> except it's not. <laughs> it's cranberry sauce. And finally, for the video game, Ship of Fools, developed by Ficka Productions and published, Ficka, Ficka. published by Team 17 for the PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out also on Tuesday. And, the and that's it. I mean, Just Dance is probably the winner of that week because you figure everyone, it's. Just by default. The problem is, though, I noticed because, again, because I work in the business, we got them in stock already. Like, you know, they're in the back for street dated stuff. And there's no disc, it's a downloaded code. Oh really? Yeah, it's not. They even bother. They they went as far as to create a case for it, but you open it up and it's just a fucking piece of paper now. Wow. I'm like, really? Like you guys don't even have? Because they've 
they've morphed into this thing that I don't even know how to describe. Because back in the day, you get Just Dance, you put the disc in, and if you had the Kinect system on the Xbox, or, or you know, or the the camera for the Wii or the Wii U, it would be that would be the the controller, which is why it was always difficult for you know PlayStation had a camera too. So you would dance with the in front of the camera mm. what you see. Um, but now they've because of the way how technologically advanced telephones are mm. or, or cell phones, the cell phone now is actually your controller. You download the app and then you stick it in your pocket, I guess, or you're holding your hand while you're dancing and it picks up the moves. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting and fascinating. I'm, su- I'm assuming that if you had... Because nobody has a Kinect anymore. Nobody has the camera. I mean, the, the Switch does have a, a front-facing camera. I think... But I don't, it, it's, I'm um, like, but what they did was, to me, what I thought the genius part was, is that you, they give you like, let's say 40 preloaded, you know, songs in the game. You're like, all right, 40 songs I can learn to dance to. But then they have an, uh, dan- what do you call it, a Just Dance Unlimited app, where you pay like, I don't know, like 10, 15 bucks a month. Yeah. But you have access to all this huge ass library of songs that you can just download and start dancing to. And they've also made it super kid friendly where it's like there's a kid mode where the kids can just, you know, move around and they still get, you know, like points. Mm. And it's like they really like it's not just a video game anymore. Well, it was never really just a video game, but I'm always like, oh, they've really like expanded their library. And, mm. and it seems to be the one and all the guitar heroes and rock bands that have faded out. The Just Dance seems to be the, the one that's lasted the most. So good for them. Except right. now it's a downloaded code. So that's, that's interesting. That is weird. That is weird. Hey, you want to buy just, just dance? Here's a piece of paper with you know twelve digits on it. Put it in. Give me <laughs> sixty bucks, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> good luck. Okay, oh, we're not taking it in for trade. Tell you that much. Woo! <laughs> you better make sure you like it because we ain't taking it. <laughs> no refunds. No refunds. Mm. Hmm. All right. Weird. Anyway, that's it. That is it, sir. All right, so um, it's time for the news. I'm going to start the news off on a down note, actually. <laughs> again? Yeah, kind of again. Um, this one, I'll be honest, is surprised. I don't know if you even know about it. Probably not, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Because to tell if you haven't hit Facebook or in the internet at all today, then you recall the Power Ranger star Jason David Frank, dead by suicide at 49. The Green Ranger. Oh, Ed, Ed obviously didn't know by looking at his face. You're fucking kidding me. No, I, I was stunned when I read the when I when I, I was watching I was scrolling through TikTok and a guy mentioned like like mentioned it and I'm like that's crazy like no way and I had to go look it up and uh, TMZ Power Ranger Javen, uh, Jason David Frank dead by suicide at 49. Um. He's best known as Tommy Oliver from the original one of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers franchise dating back to the kids series debuted in 1993. He was introduced in one of six crime slash monster fighting superheroes masked head to toe with kung fu skills. Uh, fans will remember he started out as the Green Ranger in season one, introduced as the first as the enemy of the Power Rangers, only to do a 180 to become good. After his powers started to deteriorate, however, he turned into the White Ranger and tapped as the new leader of the group. Frank starred as one of the leads for three seasons, totaling 123 episodes. Uh, he then went on to reprise his role as Tommy in several adaptations of Power Rangers, including 
Wild Force, Turbo, Zeo, Dino Thunder, Mega Force, Ninja Steel, Hyper Force, and more. He's been a Red, Ra- a Red Ranger, a Black Ranger, and a Green Ranger anew. Uh, he's a fan favorite Power Ranger, which is why he's he's returned to the franchise time and time again. Uh, his on-screen fighting abilities translate into the real world. He was a professionally trained MMA brawler and who was well-versed in everything from Taekwondo, Muay Thai, Judo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and other. He fought professionally from time from 2008 to 2010. Uh, he's got four kids, by the way. Um, I, like... Full disclosure, I was never a fan of Power Rangers. Never was never my thing. I did see the movie. But you know what? I was a fan of him. Because we used to go to a bunch of comic book conventions. And he was always there. And he always seemed to be just nice to people. Like, like friendly with people. And like, like he talked to anybody. And he didn't, like, I never, like, I never had anything signed by him. And because he, I never watched the show. But I've always seen him at, at line. He's always had a decent line. It's just sad, like to be like forty nine years old, dude. I mean that you have family, like you never really know what goes on inside a person's body or in their mind or soul or whatever. And I understand that, but it just I was sat there stunned, like going, I I can't believe it because every time I seen him. Kind of like the Robin Williams effect. He always seemed so full of life and seemed to be like everyone kind of liked him. And he was a joy to be around. And to see this, you just go, holy shit. Like, it just makes me kind of like, it's one of those, um, where you just go, I can't can't believe it. Clearly, you are a little bit more. I, I was dating a girl who had three boys. And they watched Power Rangers. They loved Power Rangers. Right. And I had to watch the show to keep up with them. To right. talk to them. You know, to, to kind of like, you know, like hang out with them and, and, and discuss Power Rangers. Right. Now, again, you're happily married now. But back then, you were trying to be a, yeah. you're a decent human being. Like, look, I'm dating a woman who has got children. And I would like to be a part of their lives, right. too. Right. So this, we're all bonding over this show. Right. So it was this thing. We watch it constantly. I remember... I think I saw the movie with them. I can't remember if that that was the time. I can't remember exactly. Like I remember, going I remember to seeing the, the show over and over again. That was I remember going to the movie theaters because I was I, like, a Pink Ranger's kind of cute, you know. <laughs> she still is. Uh, she is. She's definitely. She, yeah. But uh, the, the thing is, is that like I remember him through the whole thing, and then like, like you know how he's evil, and the kids loved him as the Green Ranger, and they wanted more of him. But he wanted to be a good guy to be on the Power Rangers, and they kind of did that, and they turned him into White Ranger. Da, da, da. So you, you, like, I've lived through that. Like I think in my right. in my early years, like in my twenties and thirties, like I think, and I remember that just going through that, and like, like, and, and like, and it was it was, man, this is tough. Uh, anyway, um. Because it was the same fucking show every fucking week. And, and it was tough because it was so stupid. But you got into it because it was like so simple. It's such a, a right. you know, concept. And it was just the idea was that that there was a there was a there was a bad guy they would send down and then he would grow and then they would get the get the um get the the zords or whatever and build this huge robot right. but it was it was basically it was uh voltron, voltron uh-huh. of the new era it's what right. it was you know kind of thing and it would but they had karate skills and it was it was it was just it was st- 
taken from a Japanese show that already existed. Right. And they just put the American fe- uh-huh. the, uh, parts into it and then dubbed in the, the voices based off of cut footage that they had from this right, Super Sensei show. Probably why I could never get into it. <laughs> it's, uh, this is one of those moments where I, I, I got him. <laughs> It's it's and then when he was on Facebook, Grinch's heart grew three sizes today. <laughs> <laughs> but damn it, shut up! Trying to move here. <laughs> but then when I saw him on Facebook, it was like, oh my god! Like like uh-huh. he's still around. He's a cool guy and all. And he was going to conventions. And uh-huh. doing all this shit, and you're going. And then I'm like, I I know like in my in my art, I would never have met him. I would have. It was one of those type of things where I couldn't I couldn't because if I felt stupid. You know, going on right, like a middle-aged man going, dude, I loved your work. <laughs> like I, I, you know, like I'm a year older than you are, and I loved, right. loved what you did, right? You know, kind of thing. It was just ridiculous, but it was just like it was one of those things where it's just like because like then my nephew was a big Power Rangers fan, like kind of right. thing, and like so like like we kind of connected a little bit back then, like even you know with with him when he he was born and, and grew up watching that stuff. So you 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 kind of have a connection for all that stuff with family and and, and kids and stuff. He's your Kevin Conroy. He's not my Kevin. Conroy. Well, right. <laughs> well, he's some Kevin, person. Kevin he's somebody's Conroy. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Conroy's my Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Conroy. But he's some right now. Some kid. Some person, adult, right, is now completely devastated by this because you're just like, oh and, my god. And that crush when you said that, I was like, I, I like, I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Like that's not true, right? You like, look you take shocked. that back. Like how uh, dare you? See, uh, that, that's, that's not funny. Fake that's not a joke. I, you know? I, and you go, oh my god, like. And it's just like it, it does. It, you like just all the memories come flooding back. Like when uh-huh. you say that name, and you're going, oh man, the, the, the what I went through with that guy, and it's just like you know, and you and you had a you know, oh my god, like, all right, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta end the show. It's gotta. <laughs> I gotta bring the funny back somehow. <laughs> I didn't think. It, I thought everybody was like, oh my god, what a shame. <laughs> I didn't think like, oh my god, he's <laughs> gonna. We gotta, we gotta pause the show and collect himself a little bit. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'll be fine. <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's especially the way he went. It's just you gotta right. think of why, like, like why, why do you have to do this? Like, like what part of your life? Like, what couldn't you get through? Like, why couldn't you get find help for that? Like, why, why did you have to do that to yourself? Like, kind of thing. Like I, I watch I watch stories about people, especially people that have very small careers, but they touched us in a way at one point in life where they were on TV, say like in the eighties uh-huh. or nineties. You saw them for a brief moment, they were a story, they they were sensationalized and they moved on. And their life still had to continue on with whatever they were doing. And they had to like scrape an existence together to continue on. And you're going, maybe he didn't have that great of a life. Cause that's why he's doing the con circuit, you know, and he's, but he was doing the MMA stuff. So you figured, Oh my God, he's, he's reinvented himself from being right. an actor to becoming this MMA fighter. And he's still, he just not too long ago, there was a Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter campaign that he was in like a, a fan made film as the white Ranger or the yeah. Green Ranger where he, he was like the bad guy or he was fighting himself or something. It was, I saw it and it was like it was pretty goddamn good. Right. I think James Vanderbeek was in it. It was like this real wild fan fil- fan flick, and I'm like, it was again not as a person. I've seen bits and pieces of Power Rangers and not all like in in. But I remember him. 
I because I remember the con circuit, and I just remember he just seemed to radiate this calm niceness about yeah. him. Like he just never, like you never. It was kind of the guy that always seemed to just check his ego at the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Like he never seemed to be like, "That's right, I'm the fucking Green Ranger. That's fuck. I'm, you know, you should kneel before me." He always seemed genuinely happy to meet everybody that was interested, no matter their age, whether it be a kid or an adult. He just seemed to just kind of radiate this calm coolness of, like, thank you for appreciating what I did in yeah. my work, and I'm glad that it, it meant something to you. It means something to me as an actor that I have been able to affect you in some way. Mm. And that, and he just seemed to be that kind of a person. And you're like, What? Like I'm like a legitimate. I was at, I was at break and I was like you gotta be like I was shocked and I mean and again person I've never known never interacted with mm. it's outside seeing him in live and in person seeing him interact with other people I was like I was sad I was like that just seems to like really like fuck man and I thought about like the fandom yeah and I mean because having lost Kevin Conroy a week prior you know mm. and you're like you know that how crushed there's a bunch of people out there who who are animated series fans, and they're crushed by that loss. That is a heavy loss to bear when you're a fan of that animated show, even the video games. Then you followed up. There's just as big enough people in the Power Rangers circuit. You know, they have their own cons, for God's sakes. Mm. Like, so you kind of go like, oh, my God, that is, that's, like, that's a shift in, like, a fandom where, like, there's people out there going, I... Like are weeping and crying and just be like I don't understand yeah. like like and I feel for them because I'm like I know how pain I it's like the loss of somebody who was influencing your life Robin Williams you know Sean Connery you know mm. George Carlin for me like you know Kevin Kevin Conroy just most recently like those actors Harrison Ford's gonna fuck me up right. like you know yeah, that's be you know um, Mark Hamill's gonna be like uh, Carrie Fisher like oh my god my the people that I grew up watching, the icons of my life, eventually it's the circle of life. They're all going to go. Hopefully they go from natural causes, not by something as, you know, premeditated or as, you know, by suicide. You're like, what? I I, I guess, you know, ultimately too, like, very rarely do we do like PSAs on the show. Mm. But I do feel like that suicide prevention hotline, I I kept seeing... um, if you ever are in, this is where Sean gets a little serious. Yeah. If you're ever in this moment where you're like, "Hey, like, look, I need to reach out to somebody because you just think you can handle it," the 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 National Suicide Prevention Life, Lifeline, just dial nine eight eight. They don't even give you a full fucking number anymore. It's three digits, you know, and you call them and talk to somebody. Like yeah. maybe, maybe, like, look, maybe you think like nobody around you listens to you or cares about what you have to say. Like, I don't know what his what happened to make him go down that spiral down that path but if you ever feel like on and i'm talking to the audience not ed you know um i mean ed too i guess you feel a little down you know you can make a phone call so you know <laughs> dial them but there's help out there like it's it's tomorrow's a new day there's new challenges and there's new things to overcome mm-hmm. and there's there's reasons to be out there there's and and when you think that there isn't Pick up that phone, dial that number, like you'll and you'll maybe be able to talk to somebody. I've known somebody, some, a couple of people who've committed suicide in my mm. life, and and you're just going, 
the wake that you leave behind by doing something like that sometimes never closes. Mm. That's an open wound that people have to suffer with every day because they're like, that person, why couldn't they have talked to me? I would have been that ear that they needed, you know, and mm. maybe then either you're embarrassed or ashamed. But pick up the phone, talk to a stranger. They have all their care about is listening to your problems and helping you through that struggle. Maybe you can't lean on a family member. Maybe you can't lean on a friend for whatever reason. If you don't feel that way, and I think you need new friends personally, yeah. but I think that that's what they're there for. But if you need to go beyond that, dial that number and, and call and talk to somebody because no matter what you think, you are important to somebody. Mm. And and to, to, to not think that you are, that's uh, you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the people around you because... Those people want to be in your life, and you want to be in those people's lives. And that to to if you do something like taking your own life, you that's a vacuum that never gets filled. Mm. People are like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. When the last time we've never been, I it's been ages since we went to a con because I work on weekends now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I again fond memories, and I'm like, God damn, that fucking sucks. Like, like it's a shame. Like why? Fuck, dude, I would have given you my number if you just called me. I would have talked to you. Well, the, 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 I think those with celebrities though, it's it's a little bit tougher because you go and in their head you're going, well, why why would why would like 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 people like in your like in my head you're going, well, if there's people far worse than I am, but I'm going right, through like right. thing. But with actors and, and and actresses, they'd be because of the the attention they get, and all of a sudden that attention goes away because you're not in the line lane anymore. Right. You're not in that that range. Right. That anymore. we call it. I call it the um, relevance is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Right and 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 I, I think with with a lot of them that's what happens and then like or they didn't make their certain marks they wanted to make like there's there's certain goals that right. if I make this film I'm gonna make this much money I'm gonna have right. this kind of you know notoriety blah 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 and that not never happens because maybe the bump the bump movie was in the flop and that'd be because of me but because of the nobody they didn't put commercials out or they didn't, they right. didn't meet, you know market market it properly or maybe you know the they, there was other actors or directors. It was edited crappily because right. I have no control over that. They think it's beyond my control. And now I look bad because of all these circumstances, right. you know, type of thing. So I didn't hit my marks that I wanted to, my personal marks. So you kind of get upset over that. And the fact is, it's like, what do I do now? Because in Hollywood, you're only as good as your last picture. Right. So if your last right. picture was terrible, right. you're not, you know, thing. So it's, it's a hard business to get in and it's an even harder business to stay in. Right. So you 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 know for him it's just like I I kind of imagine like who am I going to call to to talk about my problems where like people are going to go well there's people starving in other countries or in our own own country and you know yeah. we're, you're worried about like not getting this movie or or you know and you know what I, I and I and it, I'm not saying that to be in a no, bad no, way no 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 I, I but know it's what you like, mean like, but you but he needs to talk to somebody and they're like like who do you right talk when you to? when you ask for help and everyone kind of looks like why do you need help you have all this yeah you know it's like there's not that like it's it's not just about that like maybe because he has all that he still does he having everything doesn't make you feel a complete a complete person. Like maybe there was there was a hole somewhere and that there, he was trying to fill. There was and, probably a fear of, of of it all going away. Like that was that's sure. Like like most actors, that's, that's that they they said that's one of the biggest things that they they fear the most. Is the fact is that the, when they get to that that they high, the highest rung that they can reach, all of a sudden like that's like one day this is all going to go away. Like 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 you go up, there's a down and, right. and, and a type of thing. And and 
for for somebody like that, you're going there's a down, and I can't I can't get back up, no matter how hard I try. Which again poses a question: How the fuck does Tom Cruise get away with it? <laughs> he is <laughs> he's nuts. And I mean, let's face it: that man's been on a plateau his was his fucking entire career. Like, <laughs> can, I can say he can make a shittiest picture in the world. I mean, he and be like, it come, come see me in Mission Impossible Five, and you're going, like, okay, okay. Hey, look at me! I'm I'm redoing Phantom of the Opera, and I'm playing the Phantom. Okay, I'm gonna sing and everything. Can you sing? Nope, never, never, never one lesson. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna wing it. <laughs> I'm winging it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some really intense vocal coaching, and I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> if Johnny Depp could do it, so can I. <laughs> and I'm gonna, and he's still gonna make a fortune out of you. Right? You're gonna oh. go. I don't understand that. I sold my soul to Scientology. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, before I move on, I then I want to uh, stress the uh, hotline is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at nine eight eight. Yes. All right. So, if you need somebody, talk Please to somebody. Them. Please call because whether you believe it or not, you matter to somebody. You matter to us. All right. Sure. <laughs> I don't know you, but sure. Sure. I mean, if you say so. All right, Ed. So, uh, let's get to. All right, you send me this one. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. Jeez, oh, I actually, I have actually more. Articles than I thought I did. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Raven Simone says she was catfished when asked to join The View and reveals she'll never join the cast again. Do you care about that article, Ed? I'm, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I'm gonna, go, she really? was catfished? Well, what? Well, okay, well, catfish. You know, Raven Simone, actress. Yeah. She was That's a Raven. She was also um, in The Cosby Show, by the way. Yeah. Um, she says... I'm so you're not gonna give me. Oh, you're not giving me the article. Okay, here you go. That's not the one I sent you, though. No, no, it's okay. not. No, it's no, okay. I, I saw. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> Raven Simone says she was quote catfished when asked to join the cast of the ABC daytime talk show The View. Uh, the Ravens home actress shared her opinion during an interview with them published on the outlet's YouTube channel on um, Thursday, which was a few couple weeks ago. Simone, who's now 36. Touched on her time as co-host on The View, which, according to Deadline, spanned from June 2015 to October 2016. All right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Simone told uh, the outlet that she enjoyed her time in the show, but she wouldn't co-host again. And there's a quote. First of all, they told me this was going to be politically oriented when they revamped it. So, catfished for one. Um, Two, uh, me coming out wasn't part of that. Um... Simone, who publicly came out in 2013, explained that she often hid that part of herself while on the talk show. In June 2019 interview with Variety, she said that her coming out journey faced pushback from the entertainment industry, prompting her to avoid discussing her sexuality for the sake of her career. Uh, she's like, like I said, when I started, I pretended like I didn't even say anything, like it wasn't part of my identity, she told them, referring to coming out. I went right back to that other person I'm used to hiding. I'm used to hiding myself, so it wasn't easy to hide in plain view. Uh, in 2020, she announced her marriage to Miranda uh, Mayday uh, with a now-deleted Instagram post. She got married to a woman who understands me from trigger to joy, from breakfast to midnight snack, from stage to home. Uh, the now deleted caption read, which meant someone can click receipt. 
You know? Yeah. Uh, I love you, Miss Perlman Mayday. Let's tear the world new asshole. It's as married now. <laughs> uh, another part of her interviews with them added that she learned massive lessons during the time of The View. Um, it's a skill to be on live television and voice your opinion. I apologize multiple times for the things that came out of my mouth, and I'm still learning from them, but I did grow up. Uh, so she felt like apparently when she got sent on, they told her it was going to be one show, and it turned into something different. Hence the catfish. Oh, okay, right. okay, yeah. That's yeah. a shame, though, being especially like an actress like that that can't live her own life the way it is, and her career has to be tarnished because that because it's like, what roles would she get that make, would make her like you know like any different? Like I don't understand. Like you know, she, not, not I, on her part, I mean, right? Like, no, no, I, mean, I thought she was, she was funny. I I remember the show That's So Raven. I, I my mom watched it all the time. Now, my mom, I would kind of, I'll be honest, love my mom, but she was kind of a stick in the mud, very waspy, mm. you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. So I think that if, if she knew Raven Simone was maybe gay, she would have been like, oh, that's okay. But inside, she kind of maybe would not watch the show. Right. You know, maybe she would, maybe she wouldn't. Just kind of, my mom was kind of flaky that way. Mm. Um, but again, I mean, think about it, though. A lot of actors are afraid to come out and look at Rob Hatfield, Hatford. Mm-hmm. Jewish priest, gay man for all those years. But could you imagine if he came out of the closet in the eighties, the height of Judas Priest? It would have killed the band. Oh yeah, it would have. It actually would have. I, I think it would have gone far beyond Judas Priest being killed. I think it would have killed heavy metal. It would have. Uh, it, 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 it would have tarnished that career because there were two bands at that time: Black Sabbath and Judas Priest. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, and there was other bands that were like idolizing them. To move forward, Nick, that that like as we were talking about right. earlier about rock and roll and stuff, it's like how it would pr- propel metal into in a whole new stratosphere with those other bands, and how they in, you know idolize those two bands and going, we got to create a sound like that that will right you know put propel it, and then you go, the music industry probably would have killed Judas Priest. They would have buried him, right? And Black Sabbath would have broken up. Like at that point, I think broken up, and then it was right. just like, and then that point, it was just like metal right. would have been dead. There would right. be no, that, no, there Metallica. Would no Metallica. Yeah, I mean, and it's a shame too. I, I mean, I, I, we grew up in the eighties. I get it. I understand that it, it shouldn't have it, stuff like that shouldn't happen anyway. Nowadays, is a little bit more is a lot more accepted than it would have mm. been back then. Um, I, I think that you... That's the thing. Like, you say that, but I don't think so. Like, I think Hollywood still has this... Probably. this These fears yeah. that we don't see because we think they're so out there in terms of who they are and actors right. and actresses. But I think the, the industry itself can blackball you for any little thing. Well, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Because yeah. there was the guy on Arrow. I can't think of his name, but uh, he... Pl- uh, yeah, uh... Uh, shit, I know who you're talking about. But he played like the Red Arrow. Or he played Speedy. Speedy, uh-huh. and, and then you know, well, was, not Speedy. Well, no, cause Speedy was, it was, it was, it was. I forget the name, but anyway, he ended up leaving the show because they, Cole, I think his name is. they, 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 because he people find out he was gay, and it's just like, and it's you're you're going, wow, this is the 2000s, like 210s, and you're going, this still has to be a thing, like this still has to be a problem right. in life, you know, like like who cares, like. It's you know it's Colton Hayes. Colton he Hayes. played Roy Hobbit. He played Arsenal. Yes, Arsenal. right. Yeah, when he came out, um, and again he came out, um, and he came out you know, after the show. Every left after show, he left, you're right because he's because of of, uh, of the pressure he was getting, and you're going and you're going. Why does this have to be a thing? 
it's not like they're going to turn his character and and I know I know this is going to sound wrong, but they're not turning his character gay on the show, right? Because like, he's a gay man. Because he's, he's a gay man. I mean, if they did that, okay, that would be a step in in a direction, and and they would they would have to deal with those consequences. But because he's gay in real life, doesn't matter. Like, it's right? Like, it's. I mean, okay. Well, number one, uh, for, people forget that John Barrowman was on the show too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and Doctor Who, Torchwood. Very openly gay man, right. married everything. I mean, I, the man wears high heels when he goes on stage. Like he, he's very flamboyant. So, right. I don't think it hurt. I don't know if that hurt his career, but maybe his career because he was more famous over in Europe than he was in America. And I think that Europeans, English, you know, that the, they are a little bit more open about sexuality, where Americans, I think, are a little bit more stiffer mm. um, about that. Um, I was thinking of somebody else too. Um, well, look at um, what's his face? You know, Patrick Harris. Mm. Guy was how long was he in How I Met Your Mother as the as the forever bachelor, the womanizing, the bro code, and all that stuff? And then halfway through the season, halfway through the series, you find that he comes out of the closet, I'm gay, married, family man, and all that stuff. And you're like, never once, brilliant actor, yeah. Because you go like, and it just, it's, you go like, his sexual orientation, anybody's sexual orientation shouldn't have any play on who you are going to be as an actor. Like, I think that rumor was always saying that John Travolta or Tom Cruise Mm. were definitely of the, you know, uh, on leaning more towards the the homosexual side. Um, I don't even know if I'm even using the term right anymore. Um because every time I, th- I say it, I feel like it's it's, it's is that a slur now? Do I, can I say? Gay? I don't think I can say gay. But, you know, I'm, I'm always struggling with trying to find the right word. But it would it, it would kill Tom Cruise's career. It would have killed John Travolta's career that they said. But because it's Hollywood, Hollywood doesn't like like people. They just feel like Rock Hudson. There's another good one. Yeah, Rock Hudson was like the man's man of the '50s and the '60s and. You know, and then all of a sudden you find out that man died of AIDS because he was closeted his entire life. Kevin Conroy, also gay man. You know, was I mean, Kevin Conroy? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't know that? Yeah. Oh yeah, he um he definitely he was open about him him. And in fact, it he had wrote in the for Free Comic Book Day, he wrote a story about how he found the character, like how being finding Batman by being a closeted person at the time, how he was able to connect with the duality of life, you know, by being Bruce Wayne and Batman, one person, the the hiding behind a, a facade mm-hmm. type thing. It was interesting, fascinating. But yes, Kevin Conroy was a gay man. Ed. Okay. Right. There you go. That was still the best that? fucking Batman yeah, ever. Right. <laughs> if... People who found, like, when Stacey was reading, like, a, a thing, and when they talked about it, like, when it was mentioned, so many people were butthurt by it. And I'm like, you're just butthurt because you don't want to admit that the man that you admired was a gay man. Who fuck cares? Why should that matter? Right. You, you think it's going to affect your brain? And I was still like, oh, no, my God, because I like Batman. Now Batman must be gay. Like, No. Never once. Plus, I was saying, like, like it would be different if they wrote an art, or, uh, you know, an episode where he was right. attracted to Joker. You're going, right. <laughs> you're, you're going. All right, that's a little too weird. Ooh, Batman. Then <laughs> 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 you go, you know, like, holy bat pole, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's just and you're going and you're going. You know, and I'm not saying that's a, that's a wrong thing, but you're going like all these years, and all of a sudden, like you do something like that because it's a shock right. value, you know, right. type of thing. And 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 that's the same. Like 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 if if you're not going to make him permanently gay, right? Don't don't go there because then all of a sudden, like you know, saying like, hey hey, is there any way we can fruity him up a little bit? <laughs> Just give him like a fruity little thing. Like I don't know. Make make his tights a little tighter. I don't know. Do something. Like make you know. Shove his religion off. Put nipples on the bat suit. That'll do something. <laughs> it's your day, kids. Hey, I know when we're filming him, spin him around. Put that. But you see his butt cheeks in that thing. That that'll get it. That'll that'll get all the kids all active. <laughs> but they, you know, they've been to me the. Ooh, I got a live one here. Woo-hoo! Like, 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 it, it, like, because, because Batman was Batman and a gay man voiced him. Did it make a difference? No, not no. at least. Still you know, this goddamn Batman. Ever. Still, yeah. like, who cares? <clears throat> but like I said, I, I've been watching a lot of videos, and there was a lot of actors and actresses like you didn't know were gay, but right. apparently they were notoriously having yeah, parties, like, with, like <laughs> sex parties and stuff like that. And you're like, like the old Hollywood. Because, oh yeah. Because it was always buried stories because of those fixers. Right, were, right, the, right. The, the Ray Donovan's of that era. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, well quick. Somebody got caught touching a boy in, you know, pa- Panama or something like that. We yeah. got to do something or, Oh my God. So-and-so is a gay man. He's sleeping around with the boys. And you'd be like, Oh, quick. We're going to, have him be seen with the hottest girl in in Hollywood, and that, and that and that's what it was. Right. It was like you know you you all of a sudden now they're 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 around town with with there these was... women, you know, and then it's just like but they would live together and stuff like that, like 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 going like the rock rock concert. right? He dated Jim Neighbors, right? And you're going, I think Rock Hudson could have done better. <laughs> I don't know, golly, <laughs> like I don't know, I couldn't I couldn't stand that. I mean, maybe if he was singing everything because Jim, you know he. Jim, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's his favorite? What was his real name? Jim Neighbors. Jim Neighbors had a wonderful voice. I mean, Gilbert Powell was, was that great Powell, but Galway, I believe. Come over here and give me a kiss. I go, oh, oh, okay, it's better. <laughs> like, ooh, that's ooh, it's woo me, Jim. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Oh, you're a crooner, <laughs> not a private. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a shame. It's uh, uh, what was the story about? <laughs> what were we talking about? We, those we were talking about Raven Simone getting yeah, catfish yeah. and all that stuff. Um, all right, this is the one that you got me, Ed. This okay. is the one you sent me. Uh, Margot Robbie says her female led Pirates of the Caribbean movie is dead at Disney. I guess they don't want to do it. That uh, is a shame. Margot Robbie announced in a new Vanity Fair cover story that her female-fronted Pirates of the Caribbean movie is dead at Disney. Uh, Variety has reached out to the studio for comment. And the mouse said, go fuck yourself. I don't have to owe you an explanation. <laughs> I mean, no, it didn't say that. <laughs> it was announced in June 2020 that Oscar nominee Rob- Robbie would then star in a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie at Disney, written by her Birds of Prey screenwriter, Christina Hodson. Uh, she goes to say, we had an idea, and we were developing it for a while, ages ago, to have more of a female-led, not totally female-led, but just a different kind of story, which we thought would be really, really cool. I like how she had a kind of backpedal there, a female-led, not totally female-led. You know, we don't want a Ghostbusters thing on our hands. Nah. You know, um, but just a different kind of story, which we thought would have been really cool. Uh, she told Valley Fair in, in, in her intended Pirates movie with Disney. But I guess they don't want to do it. Uh... 
Variety reported in summer of 2020 that Disney was in early development of Robbie's Pirates movie, as well as a second reboot written by franchise veteran Ted Elliott and Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin. Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced all five Pirates movies starring Johnny Depp, was attached to both new projects to both new projects at the time. Uh, in an interview with the Sunday Times back in May, Bruckheimer said that both films remain in development. The mega producer also confirmed that the future of the Pirates franchise does not currently have Johnny Depp involved, despite rumors of, of rumors touting his return. Uh, his quote was, yes, we're talking to Margot Robbie. We're developing two pirate scripts, one with her, one without. Uh, Bruckheimer said when asked about the future of Pirates franchise, will Depp be back? Not at this point. The future is yet to be decided. Uh, the previous movies, all starring Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow, cro- has grossed $1.5 billion domestically and $3.07 billion internationally, with North American market representing a progressively smaller share. The domestic total for 2017's Dead Men Tell No Tales hit $172 million, while foreign markets delivered a whopping $622 million. All five Pirates films have grossed more than $650 million worldwide, with Dead Men's Chest and On Stranger Ties both topping the $1 billion mark, Ed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Uh, talking on my ass, I'm going to tell you the truth. You came here for truth talking. Truth talking with Ed. I think they're in talks with Johnny Depp to bring him back uh, yeah. for six. And John, not. I think I think they, with everything going on with Disney, they don't want to do two. They want to, you know, they, 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 they just right, want to right, focus right. on one. And like, we know we can make money with Johnny. Right. You Johnny's a, ca- a cash cow. Cash cow. And now that he has been... Exonerated? Exonerated. Thank you. <laughs> I mean... A little a bit, bit exonerated, yeah. yeah. But he's not in the. He's not. He's not the terrible person most people thought him as to be. Right. Who are the people who believed things? Whatever. All right. But uh, so I think that they're in talks with him to get him back. They're probably going to try to get him for the cheapest they can. You know, like they. Well, really, I think I think there was a story where he said that if if he wouldn't go back to the pirates. If they offered him three, even if they offered him three hundred million dollars to be the star, so the rumor was that Disney was offering three hundred and one million dollars. <laughs> you know, and we'll give you three hundred million dollars and a dollar. No, it was three hundred and one million dollars to be. But again, I mean, it's Disney, so you, you kind of take that with like half truth. Like, man, could they? I guess they could, but I don't know. Like at this point, I mean. Well, I, I also think, too, that they're going to bring... I, you won't be surprised if you see Orlando Bloom and uh, Keira Knightley return, you know, for more pirate movies. Yeah, but what's his face? Didn't he die? Orlando Bloom's character passed away. He got no, stabbed. He he Did got, he? Yeah, he got stabbed at the end. Oh, they don't all die. They come back. Well, I mean, I think, yeah. he, I think his ghost came back, I think, yeah, but he's yeah. not. he's dead, dead. Yeah, Kieran Knightley came back. You know, the kids. It's going to be a kid thing, and all right. you know, type of thing. Whatever. I mean, I, I guess you could, you could, you know, I, you could, but I think the two, I think they want to lay low, and I think that no, he didn't die. He's he's on the ship. He's on the he's on the David uh, Jones. Is, yeah, play, uh, yeah, he's one of the he's the captain of the Pearl or something. Not the Pearl. The the but David know, uh, David the, Jones. Is, the he's Dutchman. The Dutchman. Fine. Yeah. Oh. All right, I'm gonna go watch all five movies. I'm gonna find out. <laughs> the last two didn't have them at all. It was right, right. I thought the last one was pretty good, but it was you know, hey, look, pirates and zombies. I did not see the fourth one with. Uh, I saw part of it with Penelope Cruz. 
she was pretending. Was, I was I like that one. I, okay. I, I did you know I mean, it wasn't good as the first the one, first one. The first one is classic. You, yeah, you can't I mean once you get you're like the first one, you're like like did they really need to make these sequels? Like, you know, you got Yeah, but then at that point Disney's gone, back that money truck and we're printing more money. Shinka, shinka, shinka. How much did it make overseas? Can we get another one? Because I say they're they're, they're kinda of bombed in America. Fuck it, we don't care. How much you make overseas? Right. Those English, those, those, uh, that farm market loves the depth. Because, I mean, they, they put more into the pirates' rides in the right. foreign markets. Right. Because you know, I was in Japan. I mean, that that Pirates of the Caribbean ride <laughs> was the, the almost the most awesomest ride of a Pirates of the Caribbean. Right, when you, we so, do it in America, it's quaint. It's quaint. It's <laughs> nice. It's... it's, it's, it's it's the it's uh, the break it's like the break ride. You're like, oh man, it's so hot out. I need a cool ride. Let's go to the pirates. They got water. Okay. It's it's Better nostalgic. Than, That's the right. word. Pirates of the Caribbean here's nostalgic. I mean, you're going through Japan. You're underwater. That's like that's how wow. well they do it. And it's like that. It's like you, the water just comes up and you feel like you're underwater. You're not. You know. You're right. Not right. 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 <laughs> you like ride. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Welcome to the, the what do you call it the, the gift shop the gift shop <laughs> we'll towel you off yeah <laughs> here's buy your complimentary towel while you buy the I did not drown at the Pirates Caribbean T-shirt <laughs> I almost drowned at the Pirates Caribbean all that was this lousy T-shirt <laughs> <laughs> but the effects <coughs> are so good and you're going you see where the the investment right. went into like you know like like they did that and I, I think China did the same thing right and Euro Disney they're Disneyland Paris now did the same thing. So you're 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 you're, you're going. All right, now I see where the money is. So the, like them doing another Pirates movie with Johnny Depp would not be a surprise to me. Right. Type of thing. Yeah. I think they might bring him back, like lure him back, like type of thing. Because you with Disney, you can never say never. Like you know, like right, you know, like, right, right. He said three hundred million. <laughs> like like yeah, they offered three hundred one million dollars, and that's just like I think I think that they they could like he it's just like you know what we can we we could we could afford that. I could also see it being a Disney Plus movie because they're, they are investing. Thirty billion dollars in the Disney Plus next year, right? Like they did this uh, year. So you know, like that right. money could go to right. a Pirates movie, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, hey, uh, guess what? Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe doesn't care if you don't like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the actor is tired of hearing it. Apparently, Daniel Radcliffe, who clearly got his start in Hollywood by playing Harry Potter, doesn't want to hear your negative feelings about the film franchise. His quote is, I love you in extras, though Harry Potter was, was shit. <laughs> it said to me in a way like, we're going to be closer after I tell you the truth about how I feel, Radcliffe told GQ. <laughs> you can feel that, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, man, it was 10 years of my life. <laughs> you just grow up with the sense like, okay, people are aware of me and I need to think about that. And eventually it becomes easier to adapt to, he said, of becoming the main star of such a gigantic, a gigantic IP. He's like sometimes if you're sometimes if you're denying the reality of what's going on, you can actually make your life harder to live. It took a long time, is what I'm saying. But my late teens, or early twenties, where I was like, you have to accept life is going to, you have to accept life is going to be different for you. Uh, the actor actor previously told New York Times that returning to Harry Potter isn't something he's interested in doing anytime soon. Um, I think I was so able to go back and enjoy it because it's not a part of my day to day life anymore. I'm getting to the point where I feel like I'm made out of Potter okay. I'm really happy where I am now. And go back would be such a, ma- a massive change to my life. 
Uh, and they go, Radcliffe plays parody. Well, Weird Al Yankovic. And they go, hey, this this thing. He's basically like, look. I, look, I'm glad you like my shit. But like, hey, man, I loved you. But that Harry Potter, man, I'm fucking movie blowed. Yeah, man, it sucked. Like, what do you... Like, well, it's the same. Like, like it's, it's funny because YouTube's been showing me a lot of Daniel Radcliffe interviews. Uh-huh. Because of Weird Al. And, then, you know, like... So, like, now... Yeah, and the, the 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 brilliant part is is like I don't know if this is really him or not, but he seems to be the really nicest guy. I you ever. know what? And like like there was a there's an interview with him on Graham Norton where he's talking and he's like he's he was he his girlfriend had to point out that Harry Potter fans are being like mean to him. They're like, oh, can we get a selfie with you? And you're like, he's like, yeah, sure, you know, like type of uh-huh. thing. And then. I forget what it was, but like, like the 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 the, the, the he did they did something, and he's like, and she goes, oh, I guess that was okay, and she walks away, and it was like a backhanded comment, okay. and the girlfriend goes, that 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 girl was rude to you, and she goes, he uh. goes, she was like, <laughs> he doesn't even realize it, right? He goes, he goes, I'm just so happy, like somebody recognizes right. me, and like you know, they want their picture with me, and I'm like, you know, like this is awesome, you know, like to me, this is this still to me is the greatest thing ever, you know, right. after all these years, you know, and you're going. And that's just like, I'd be kissing his ass. Like, you know, my God, you're Harry fucking Potter. Like, I mean, the kid is going to be, that's, it, it's it's his James Bond. Everyone's yeah. going to know him as, as Harry Potter no matter what he does after that, which is why he chooses such eclectic parts. Yeah. Like, uh, his the Horns movie is fucking great. You know, he after Harry Potter was over, he went on stage as, the, I forget the name of the play, but he's like uh, in love with a horse, and and he's like naked on stage, and you're like, just went like, oh look at me, I'm the child star, and now I'm gonna be good this guy now, right. and all the weird parts that they have, like I mean, he's fucking Harry Potter, he doesn't have to be Swiss Army Man, right. like you know, he but he chooses to do that, he doesn't have to be on that TV show Miracles, he chooses to, that's a choice, right. you know, yeah, sure he gets to work with all those people, and he gets to do the the wacky comedy kind of stuff, but I mean, and he. Do a horror movie if he wanted to. He did that with the the. There was a scary house movie that he did, mm. you know. And he's a damn fine good actor too. Like yeah. it's not just somebody who like had like a moment and be like, oh, it's Harry Potter. Look at me, I'm cute. And then nothing happens, you know. He also, not for nothing, Macaulay Culkin didn't age well. You know, I don't mm. think as he got older, he didn't have the cute little face anymore. Daniel Radcliffe is aging gracefully and well to still be kind of, oh, he's so sexy. <laughs> and fuck you. You saw that weird out. Harry Potter's got fucking abs like like from here to end. I mean, I'm looking and going, hey, fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> You're getting ready to say something mean. I'm like, no, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to say that Macaulay Culkin made bad choices because true. of the, with this. Right. Like, it's like, like uh, being a blonde as well. Like you can't grow a beard and mustache. It just doesn't work. It looks terrible. It looks like you know, like you just fell out of a building. You know, kind of thing. Like, you look like shit. You know, like you gotta shave it. You know, right. it's, it's like there's very few blondes that can pull off a mustache, and it's basically you know, because they have. It's true. I don't see many blondes beards because they have to, they have to have darker hair. It's gotta right. be a sh- darker blonde. Right. You know, right, for right. for that to happen right. Because I know when I grow my hair out, like like, like the thing, like, right. like you can, I don't know, you can see some of the stubble that's coming off my chin or whatever. No, you can't because you all look pink and white. <laughs> <laughs> we all look alike to you, don't we? Yeah, racist. <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes, master race. You all look the same. 
<laughs> anyway, but when people start to notice because I don't shave like, uh-huh. for whatever, and like it's just like they're like, "Wow, that looks terrible." You need to shave. I'm like, "All right, <laughs> wow, yeah. you're like shithead." <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, most of the time you're kind of average, but boy, that beard, <laughs> mustache. Gots to go. Yeah, right. so, I mean, I've, had, I've had people come up and tell me that. <laughs> Gots you know? to go, Ed. So, like you so Macaulay blew a giraffe. Me, right. <laughs> and, and it's just like, you know, and like if you have like thin hair like I do, it's not really thin, but it's not really like, you can't grow it long. Like you right. just can't. Like it's so hard. So it's what Macaulay Culkin wanted. And that's like what like a lot of us want. Like <laughs> we want long hair. <laughs> we want beards and mustaches. <coughs> we can't fucking have it. It's just like, it looks terrible. <laughs> and that's what he looked like. It's just like. That's what you got. That's Macaulay Culkin, everybody. (laughs) Uh. Hey, everybody. I have Macaulay Culkin. Where's the crack? (laughs) That's what he looked like. (laughs) So, but anyway. All right, well. But good for for Daniel Radcliffe. Good for Daniel Radcliffe. He can grow a beard. (laughs) This is another one you sent me. X-Men star issues threat to Marvel if he doesn't get cast as Beast in the MCU. Your move, Marvel Studios. This is from Epic Streams, by the way. What? Um, <laughs> despite the fact that we're still a couple of years away from the official arrival of mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the upcoming X-Men reboot is still su- remains one of the most anticipated projects, and for good for good for reason. Blah, blah, blah. However, Marvel Studios have made it clear that they have no plans to fast-track the reboot, and as it stands, all the rumors surrounding the film's potential cast are false. Of course, that hasn't stopped fans from speculating and even actors from lobbying to be, become part of the project. In fact, one actor from now the now defunct Foxverse is making his intentions known that he wants to be he wants in on the reboot Kevin Feige and company are currently cooking. In an interview with MovieWeb, Beast actor Kelsey Grammer expressed ah. his desire to return as Hank McCoy in the MCU. Ooh, Niles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the beast. Uh, it looks like he'll do whatever it takes to land the part, and even went as far as issuing a threat to Marvel, hilariously claiming he'll never go to Disneyland again if he doesn't get cast. Grammar says, If they don't ask me to return for the role of beast, I'll never go to Disneyland again. I love for them to do that. I want to do that. I don't know why I made it sound like that, but it's how he sounds like. <laughs> oh, Niles. <laughs> I think... I, I I think you aged yourself out of that role. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say that. I, I, he's kind of too old. For his, I, I can't see anybody else. Like, when they cast him for Beast, I was like... I remember that. That was a good choice. Like, I was like, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, the voice... I mean, he was in the blue suit. I was like, you got him in the blue fur. Good for you. Because I was like, oh, I'll probably get somebody else. I'll just do the voice. But nope, that's him. I'm gone. All right. Yeah. And he was, he was in the second one, I believe. But he wasn't... Hank, I mean, he wasn't blue yet. He was just, I think he was. Wasn't he Dr. Hank McCoy in that one? No. So it was the third, was it the third movie where he shows up? Oh. Oh. It was the third movie he shows up. Okay. It is the third movie he shows up. And then he is in uh, Days of Future Past, but only right. He's always a cameo walking. He like walks up like, hello, hello, Logan. Ooh, Niles. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got one last article. Okay. I think this one's a good one. All right. All right. Because it's 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 a holiday article. All right. And this one makes me smile, Ed. Diss the season. Mariah Carey loses Queen of Christmas trademark dispute to Elizabeth Chan. You're like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, the Queen's trademark is dead. Led law, the Queens of Christmas. 
Uh, the U.S. Trademark Trial and Appears Board, Appeal Board didn't make Mariah's carry wish come true, meaning she cannot claim ownership of the title Queen of Christmas. Okay. All right, you're like, oh, why does it fucking matter? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Chan, known as the world's only full-time Christmas recording artist, blocked Carrie's attempt to trademark the horrific as well as the songbird's concurrent attempts to register the trademarks Princess Christmas and QOC. Queen of Christmas. You're fucking kidding me. Somebody actually... <laughs> Someone has ever... That's the first thing I was shocked at. Somebody has a full-time gig as being a Christmas caroler. That, and she's Asian. <laughs> that, 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 that I kind of pushed aside for a second. The fact that they actually... Like, she trademarked the fact... Well, first, Mariah Carey went to trademark um, the Queen of Christmas. And then somebody went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Elizabeth Chan basically was like, she's already known as the world's only full-time Christmas recording artist. That means it's May. Guess who's singing Christmas carols? Her. Oh my God! We just had Christmas. You know, Happy New Year, everybody. What's 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 Elizabeth doing? Singing Christmas carols? Is she writing new ones? I don't know. I don't. Even, I've never heard of this woman. And I'm not saying that. I'm. I'm not like. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, blasting I'm, I'm, Christmas music 24 seven. I am. I, I'm, 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 I'm not that I want to. I mildly tolerate it at work because when I walk down the hallways, I hear. I heard, you know, oh, come, come, come out tonight. Oh, the world outside is frightful. But I, but that's my, my so wife delightful. loves Christmas, so we're we're actually listening to Christmas music. There's three channels on Sirius that plays Christmas music okay, yeah. right now uh-huh. because of the season. That's right, like, right. You know, it's, yeah. Thing. So that's the three stations that are on the radio as we're driving. Okay. You know, I switch it to something else when I'm by myself. But like, you know, type of thing. Yeah, we have our local B101 is now playing Christmas music. Is it? Because yeah. we were wondering uh-huh. when that happened, when it was going to happen. It was playing. I was, I, I was summing through the channels and I was like, oh, Christmas songs, fuck you. <laughs> and we kept moving. So, <laughs> so I... I've heard a lot of Christmas music. Exactly. I've heard plenty. My, and I've never heard of this. Who is he? Elizabeth Chan? Elizabeth Chan. Chan. Uh, C-H-A-N. Uh, apparently, Ed, um, Elizabeth Chan has slayed Mariah Carey's attempt to trademark Queen of Christmas. <laughs> Get it? Slayed? <laughs> uh, she was... Here's a quote from her. This was a c- classic case of trademark bullying, said Chan's attorney, Louis Temporos. We are pleased with the victory and delighted that we were able to help Elizabeth fight back against Carrie's overreaching trademark registrations. All right. Carrie applied to for the exclusive rights to use Queen of Christmas, Princess Christmas, and QOC on everything from music to perfume to sunglasses to coconut milk. Had her bid succeeded, the All I Want for Christmas is You, Chanteuse, would have been able to sue the wreaths off of anyone for using the Royal Yuletide title or asking any media outlet to cease and desist from labeling anybody else as the Queen of Christmas. So Mariah Carey was going to go full-on King somebody, I don't know, Hitler, I guess, by, like... You can't no. You can't name her Queen of Christmas. You know what? I own Queen. I own Christmas. I'm the Queen of Christmas, bitch. You're out. I, I'm making Queen of Christmas Santa Claus. I'm, I'm making QOC. I'm coming for you, QVC. I'm QOC Queen of Queen of Christmas. 
Buy my sunglasses. <laughs> hey, look at this. Hold on. You smell that? It smells like Christmas. You know what that smells like? Money. That's just- QOC. That's how what I'm I have it pumping through my my unbelievable. Chan was not the only singer to take issue with Carrie's attempt to further cash in on the season's greetings, as Darlene Love pointed out on that David Letterman crowned her the Queen of Christmas a year before Carrie released All On For Christmas Is You, and at 81 years of age, I'm not changing anything. Love has been performing the classics Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, which Carrie also covered in her 1994 holiday album, um, Merry Christmas, every year for 29 years on Letterman's show, and continue the tradition on The View starting in 2015 following Letterman's exit from that night. Dolly Parton, however, was more than willing to give up the title to La Mimi, telling Better Homes and Garden, I'm not going to compete with Mariah. You think of Christmas, you think of Mariah. I'm happy to be second in line to her. But that's Queen Dolly, just being so nice and so casual, just like, whatever. There's enough to go around. Um, recall, well, Parton may have got may have to get the back of the line. Chan, who released an album titled Queen of Christmas back in 2013, is serious about protecting the Noel throne, not just for her, but for any in full future queens. There's another quote. Christmas is a season of giving, not the season of taking, and it's wrong for an individual to attempt to own and monopolize a nickname like Queen of Christmas for the purpose of abject materialism, Chan said in a statement. Mm. She continued, as an independent artist and small business owner, my life's work is to bring people together for the holiday season, which is how I came to be called the Queen of Christmas. I wear that title as a badge of honor and with full knowledge that it will be and as should be bestowed onto, on others in the future. My goal is taking this fight with my goal in taking on this fight was to stand up to trademark bullying, not just to protect myself, but to also protect the future Queens of Christmases. Representative for Carrie did not immediately respond to Entertainment Weekly's request for comment. <laughs> Here's comments. What do you think? 161 responses. I don't know. I, 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 I'm stunned. Someone's I, I, like, I always thought the Queen of Christmas was Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe this is a thing. I, I, I who is, knew? It's Christmas time. Everyone's supposed to be holly and jolly and merry. Fuck no! Mariah Curry comes in like the the like the ghost of Christmas. Everything. She's like, I'm the Grinch. I'm this. Whoo! <laughs> this has got to be the pettiest, most ridiculous non-issue I've ever heard of quite a while. Even from Mariah Curry, this is beyond the fray. <laughs> Someone's like five days ago from RD81. Mariah Carey is such a raging narcissist. The level of arrogance needed to declare yourself queen of anything, let alone Christmas, because one is grossly overplayed song, is astonishing. And in and attempting to lock it in with trademarks so you can sue anyone else who is so much as hints as the whole new layer of malignant and narcissism. Someone's like trying to defend her. I think the purpose for trademarking was so she could come out with a line of products and merchandise. Why such hate on someone trying to make a brand? If you knew anything, you would know she decided to Mariah's in for her brand, so you need to calm down. <laughs> and then, oh, I love Internet Wars. You're trying, trying to make a brand? She's not some up-and-coming YouTube singer dreaming of hitting it big. 
And why such hate, you ask? Because she might be able to sing, but she's a garbage human being. <laughs> she has an ego so big to take a second private plane to follow her. She's under the impression that she's God's gift of the world and she be worshipped as subs, obnoxiously breaking into song at random times, even in the middle of conversations like she's fishing for praise, surrounding herself with psycho fans to bob their heads up and down her every word. If she screws up, it's someone else's fault, never hers. And if she can't blame someone else, she plays the bipolar two disorder card like it's some sort of get out of jail Damn. free card for awful behavior. And speaking of bipolar disorder, she seems to still be under the impression that completely ignoring and a supposed diagnosis for nearly 20 years, but finally still doing something about it, makes her some sort of hero instead of an example of precisely what not to do with a mental health diagnosis. As I said, good singer, but egomaniacal, narcissistic, sanctimonious, toxic, Flaming garbage of a human being. Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> There's a thing, okay? As you're... As you're... As you're oh, well, yeah, I'm rubbing red. I'm like, so, I, so I, had to, I had to look up Elizabeth J because I'm like, who is this woman? She's the Queen of Christmas, Ed. <laughs> Queen of Christmas. How she, dare you? Long life. Queen she Elizabeth is dead. Chan is still alive. So she has 202... 2.97,000... Uh, followers on her YouTube 2. channel. 2.97 thousand yeah. files. She has Celebrate Me Home is a song from two years ago. It has 985 views. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to play a little ditty here, kid. All right, all right. See, see if this, see if she becomes the Queen of Christmas or not. See go. if she's worthy of the title yeah, Queen of Christmas. Get to the singing, lady. Home for the holidays. I believe I've missed each and every face. Come on and play my music. Let's turn on every love light in the place. It's time I found myself totally surprised. <laughs> okay, look, hold on. You guys stop. Okay, look, look. I'm glad that she won this, 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 this argument because... She presented a well enough case because let's face it, Ed. It wasn't. She was smart. She was just fucking smart. That's all she was. She figured out. Hey, she didn't fucking trademark this. What a dumb bitch. I'm going to trademark well, this. Well, Season she, this list. My career is now going to take off because I, of this article. I'm telling you. I, 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 I did views from a two year old song. Here's here's. But she, but Ed, this saint of a woman has saved us from Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey tchotchkes. Like, oh, look, here's the singing, you know, Mariah plushie that when you squeeze it, it goes, All I want for Christmas is you. Oh, look. I'm going to enjoy Look, now at Bath and Body Works, the Mariah Carey line of Christmas scents. Queen of Christmas. This is <laughs> Tierra whatever. <laughs> Tierra Masu. Right? It's, you know. Oh, look. It's it's Christmas t- Yule time. It's nine octave whatever. <laughs> hey! <laughs> It's hey, I got I'm in this so, business. I'm on the plushie. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have that plushie. Like, oh look, here's my all I want for Christmas tree topper. You know, like, I, 
her face on everything. Like, hi, buy my buy my tchotchkes. It, it's uh, she's supposed to be the Joan Rivers of Christmas. She's the Joan. Joan Rivers had a whole whole line of tchotchke jewelry that you know was like a second wave of like her. I mean, it was fake jewelry, but people bought the fuck out of it. Right. Old ladies, but they still bought the fuck out of it. <laughs> Mariah Carey wants that old lady money. Shit's what her problem is. She's like, I'm queen of Christmas. And God said, Chen's like, uh-uh. No, you're not. Anybody can be the queen of Christmas. You <laughs> I, the, you shall have twenty nine ninety five and go to the trademark office. You shall not yule anymore. <laughs> I have... Line of, 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 of I have drawn the line. With this line of tinsel, this line of tinsel says that you can't go past this mark. I don't care. You can have your one fucking song, Mariah. You can, one song, one song, Mariah, and it's played at nauseum. I will probably hear all I want for Christmas is you a million times by her before the end of the year. Maybe it's probably a little exaggeration. Maybe at least three, four hundred times. Five hundred, probably. Other people sung it. I don't know who. <laughs> I you couldn't know, tell you names. I couldn't tell you anybody. You know why? Because the only person I hear ever sings it is Mariah fucking Carey. I swear to God I know I've heard somebody else sing it. I just don't know who. <laughs> I, I think it was uh, like from the 60s. I think it was the... Uh, it was, it was a girl group. Yeah. How many people have sung All I Want for Christmas is You? <laughs> Mariah Carey's going to be number one. All right. So, it was an estimated All I Want for Christmas is You. 16 million copies were won. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Vince Vance and the Van, uh, Valiant song. Uh, it was a, re- a, signal, a single in 1989. Uh, charted several yeah. times on the Billboard Country. How many times has All I Want for Christmas been number one? Who has sung All I Want for Christmas is You? Mariah Carey. It's not just Mariah. Uh, she. It's uh, who sung it. Who's has sung all over for Christmas is you. Mariah Carey's. <laughs> what? <laughs> what other artists? Right. Uh, does anybody else ever sing the fucking song? History of all you want for Christmas. I. I here you go. Uh, Vince Vance and the Valiants. Uh, and then Mariah Carey. No. Here. Let's, uh, let's hear it from somebody else. All right. Cause I, I I I don't I don't know what it sounds like, Ed. I don't know what it is, sounds like. This is has been viewed two point one million views four years ago. By the way, um, I, who who I is it a man? Is it a woman who sings this? I don't. Uh, here you go, Vince Vance and the Valiants. Oh my god. I know this one. I think I've heard this one too. Yeah. Right. I actually prefer this one over Mariah Carey's. You know why? Because it's different. This guy's got hair for days. Look, look at that hair, Ed. <laughs> it's like a... It, it. I kind of remember that video now. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was the 80s. 
Unbelievable. So this Elizabeth Chan is just a genius. <laughs> just she, go she, back to the thing. She, she, she trademarked. She trademarked that. She didn't trademark she anything. Did. She stopped Mariah Carey from trademarking it. Yes, because she tra- she peered to the punch. She was smart enough to go. I'm tired of this of bitch. Of Every year after year, hair all over from Christmas. It's you, jinka, 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 jinka. All I want for all I want for Christmas is you. I'm gonna do something about it. Oh, she wants to be the queen of Christmas? I don't think so. I'm gonna, you know, you let them eat cake. Fuck you. I'm if you're Marie Antoinette of the Christmas song, I'm the fucking guillotine, bitch. <laughs> 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 she drew, she Let them eat Christmas cake. <laughs> eat this, you log. <laughs> <sighs> see, and you go Wikipedia. All I want for Christmas is you. Fucking Mariah Carey. Her fourth studio album, her first holiday album. Merry Christmas. Written produced by Carey and Walter NFSFFS. The song was released in the lead single of the album 1994. <sighs> We have been cursed with this song, Ed, since 1994. 29 years. That... 28 years. Unbelievable. No. Like... Yeah. 20. You know, Ed, I, I enjoy the holidays. Yeah. But the one thing I've always noticed is that there's not ever really new Christmas songs. It's always famous people singing the old ones. I mean, I would like to hear newer Christmas songs, like by newer artists. Okay. Like I know Blink One Eighty Two did a uh, Christmas song. You know, I like that one. That's a good one. Well, it's it's not it's the the thing that sucks is because I've been listening to there is new artists that are writing that are doing songs. They're being stepped on the back of their neck by Mariah fucking Carey. But they're doing <laughs> the same songs over and over. Right, again. right. Like, that's I what I'm like saying. I like the original like kind of thing like. When uh, you know uh, 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 Tom Petty did his song, right? If somebody or, did something or new, Paul McCartney and the I think the Wings right. did their song. Like you had, like you know, right? But now we're stuck with not only all I want for Christmas is you, or this one, Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town. All right, Bruce, we get it. The Clarence, we're gonna get you a new saxophone. Oh, I hate that one. It's like he's like, oh, you've all been good this year. Not that many. Not oh, that many. Not that many. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Santa Claus is coming to town. Do, 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 do. Santa, and it's a clean. It's oh, I hate that one. Give me. Hold on, I need to. I just, I, There's one song I'm trying to look for it right now. As we're talking, is is a song. Blink 182's Christmas song. Songs frequently mentioned on the web include uh, I Won't Be Home for Christmas. There you go. Here you go. Uh, uh. FanDuel Casino. I don't, Sean, no one cares about FanDuel. We care about rock and roll. Oh, crazy. Uh. That's what I'm talking about. The elves just blaring this while they're making the toys. Oh, hey, that's not what I wanted. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's right, rocking. Just bam. That's right, balls to the wall. Come on, give me, give me, give me some of that beautiful sound. Come on, hit it. 
That's right. Mm. That's the Christmas music I need. <laughs> Back. <laughs> Run for culture. It's Christmas time again. Be nice to the people you can't stand all year. Part <laughs> of all this Christmas cheer. <laughs> Love that song. <laughs> see now, see now. To me, there's certain songs that I listen to, and if there's that's one, my Christmas. <laughs> this one, this one is this one's gonna be cruel. <laughs> and I, I laugh every time I hear this song. And I mentioned <clears> um, this better not be Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. No, it's not. Right. It's not. Whew, thank it's, God. It's even sadder. <laughs> sadder, sadder than that one. Is it the red shoe one? It's the red <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I laugh my ass off. I go, it's not Christmas till I hear the Christmas shoe song, and they go, uh, this one. and I'm like, that's the one with it where the mother she the kid buys the kid her brown shoes and uh, she dies and I'm like and they're uh, like you're terrible I'm like <laughs> worst oh my god that just pulls right at your arms and he's gone it's gonna play for us now <laughs> sorry I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> it's, 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 loading. it's loading oh it's got a oh, got commercial I mean, from the music to the lyrics, it just makes you cry. And I laugh. <laughs> <coughs> it was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line. Trying to buy that last gift or two. Not really in the Christmas mood. Standing right in front. <laughs> oh my god. Now I get it. There you go. It's Chris, Christmas all over again by Tom Petty. There I was like a <laughs> Every time every time somebody hears a song they go face they cry. I laugh my ass off. Uh, here's another another one of my favorites. Uh come on. Taylor Swift's Midnight's. I don't care. Don't care. Oh, this is another. See, again, every time I think of this, this is another one of my favorite Christmas songs. But again, I'm a rocker. Ed, I'm a rocker. Yeah. Good old Chuck Berry. It's your cousin Marvin Berry. Listen, this is the new sound for Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's right. Run, run, Rudolph. Uh, that's right. 
stop. I gotta, I gotta watch him pee in the bathroom. <laughs> Here you go. Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. James Brown! Hitch up your reindeer! Uh, go straight to the ghetto. Jump back! Santa Kiss myself on the mistletoe! Ah! <laughs> ho ho ho! Ow! <laughs> <sighs> Little St. Nick by uh, the, what do you call it? The Beatles? I mean, not Beatles, the, what do you call Beach it? Beach Boys. I'm. <sighs> Socket to Me Santa by Bob Seger. <laughs> Get ready for Christmas Day, Paul Simon. I, what about what do you call it? Run DMCs? <laughs> like, Run DMC? Yeah, they have a they have a Christmas song. I'm sure they do. I just haven't heard it in a long time. <sighs> Run DMC's Christmas song. Uh, come on. And that's not it. That's nationwide is on your side. Uh, no one cares. Why? No one cares. It's Christmas and Hollis. It's the official HD video, Ed. 1987. Santa's Workshop. No one cares. Get to the music. Welcome to the holiday edition of Geeksters. I'm your host, Sean Ho Ho. <laughs> Sean loves too many hoes. <laughs> Sean, the queen of Christmas. <laughs> hey! <laughs> That's right. QOC up in the, his house. <laughs> Not if Elizabeth Chan has to say things about it. No, she'd be okay with it. She'd be like, look. You know, lo- your local local queen queen of Christmas. I'm my local queen of Christmas. I, most queen of Christmases have to stick together. <laughs> but somebody, somebody took down Mariah Carey. Took her down. Queen of Christmas, my ass. <laughs> Why? They leave Mariah alone. She's done nothing She's wrong. She's done nothing wrong. <laughs> All right, that's it, folks. <sighs> Thanks for listening. Guess what? Come here. Just, just come here. You've been listening to Geeksters. Surprise. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. It's time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, right. if, if you haven't gone to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, do so. Give us a like. It's Fo- Geeksters Radio. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters. Or, I don't know, you can contact Ed and let him know what your favorite Christmas song is at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean and let him know what your favorite Halloween movie is. <laughs> Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. It's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. Ho, ho, ho. wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, <laughs> It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.